The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. First up, I want to thank everybody that attended the fundraiser for Jonathan E. Mord running for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine. We were meeting out in uh, Glendale, L.A., California over the weekend. And it was a just a fantastic event hosted uh, by uh, people that... People who love liberty and they recognize the liberty lost in California is something not easily regained. And they also recognize, because you think about it, it's like Jonathan E. Ward's running for the United States Senate. My good pal, my buddy, appears with me every week on the Sacred Fire Liberty edition of this show. Why would people in California want to support Jonathan E. Ward in Virginia? Well, do you remember my friend, Dr. Cordy Lee Williams? He ran for the United States Senate in California as a conservative Republican constitutionalist. And he didn't even get through, well, he didn't even win the primary because there are so many compromised, what we call establishment Republicans, even there in California, where they can hardly win a state race since I think that what was the last one? Was it Reagan or Schwarzenegger? Was he even that? And so they recognize it's not likely they'll ever have a, constitutional representation in California in the Senate. It's like, well, why not help another state, the people from another state to tip the scales in favor of limited government? Why not? And so if you have the opportunity to attend or be at any of the events that we're doing, in fact, there's, a, there's one coming up the March the 6th. And I think the 7th now it might be an added day in the Phoenix area, Scottsdale, Arizona, my good buddy, the paleocardiologist, Dr. Jack Wilson and Heather and more going to be there and I'll be there. And I know some of you, my friends in Arizona are going to be there. So let's, uh, let's look to, it's a long, it's a long haul, but let's start strong and continue. Shall we speaking of strength and strong AJ Roberts is going to be joining us in a few minutes from England. And he's got quite a strong history and a strong contemporary present that I can't wait to hear more about his story and how it will impact your willingness to stand up and do what is right in the face of, of those that often cower in fear. So that's, that's also coming up. So super D I don't know if you, did I send you a few pictures from the event? I didn't do a lot of picture taking. I should have done more, but it was, it was just, it was really nice just in a, a, a somebody's private home and just packed. The little house was packed. It wasn't huge, but it was packed with people. Shout out to our good, good friend, Allison, who's a supporter, a uh, patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell show. And uh, some others that, that were able to make it by and see Jonathan in action. It's pretty cool. Hello there. Hello, Super Don. Look How are you? you? You're clear and crisp today compared to the uh, the the muddy visuals we had last week uh, on your camera. Yeah, I kind of changed a few things. Um, so uh, resolved that situation over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, in in the process, I'm working on the new on 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 the new PC, and it has Windows 11 instead of Windows 10. Oh, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I'm not used to it. Is really what right. it is. But in any case, made it through. Um, so yeah. So did you send pictures? I don't think you sent them to me directly, but I believe they're on oh. Facebook. 
Okay. Well, I, I know that we had uh, some of our friends that are, you know, listeners, fans of the show that were able to attend, which was nice. And uh, you know, one of the stories I want to share everybody real quick and super on, you'll appreciate this because we get Jonathan on every week and there's no controversy in terms of what Jonathan says, Jonathan actually believes, mm. right? You know, you run into people, especially in politics and politicians, man, they'll tell you what you want to hear, right? And they'll be good at it too, if they're really skilled at it. Right. But those that have the nose for it or the, the you, know what, you know what detectors for it will always say, you know what, there's something disingenuous about that message. It sounds like he, he or she changed their message depending on the audience, like Hillary Clinton actually pretending to be a Southerner. <laughs> Uh, or a black yes. woman, you know, whatever. Depends yes. on her audience. Right? <clears throat> the, the, uh, no subtlety. Yeah. So one of the uh, elderly gentlemen, a very nice man, very uh, short guy in stature, but he wore one of those hats like he was a director in movies. And he was, in fact, he was a movie maker, a filmmaker, as you might imagine, we're in L.A. And a lot of these people, are they can't speak out about their political beliefs because they'll be canceled, they'll be fired, they won't find work. It's amazing how horrific it's become just to have a different belief in Hollywood or, you know, some of these leftist areas. And he said to me after the talk, because um, he gave a, about a 30, 20, 30 minute speech, Jonathan, kind of impromptu talking about the, the four key things that he would do, the things that he's most concerned about regarding the constitution and how do we save America? By the way, when it came to number four, it got to the health freedom issue. And it was like this energetic release happened in the air. It was palpable. It's like, oh, finally, somebody's talking about it and who knows what they're talking about when it comes to all of the health freedom, medical freedom, vaccination freedom, all of those issues. And, and that was great. But at the end, this guy came up and he said, you know, I've met a lot of politicians in my years. I mean, the guy had to be in his 70s. And I identify people will change their message. And then he said to me, there was not a word out of Jonathan E. Moore's mouth that he did not believe. That the authenticity was so clear, so crisp, that this guy, for the first time meeting Jonathan and hearing him going, I've never seen, really seen this. You know, and for me, it's like we've never seen it since, you know, Ron Paul, for the most part. A guy that would speak what, he, what is on his mind, not be concerned about if somebody disagrees with him or not, but this is what I believe. You want to know who I am? This is who I am. And so that, that for me was exciting to see him outside of our show. And I have seen him lecture and he gave talks for the Health Freedom Expo, which was great as well and been on the Health Freedom panels. But to see him now in action as he's meeting people that would want to find out, should I support this guy? Will I support this guy? And see that authenticity in action. So you guys are going to enjoy it when you get out to any one of these events. And maybe you want to host one of them. So just le reach out to the show here or Super Don and let us know and we'll make sure uh, we can get back to you on that. Ask RSB at gmail.com. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's more to share, but I don't, I don't want to uh, belabor it because I do want to hit this one story and then bring AJ Roberts into the mix. You sent this through the Brownstone Institute about Rochelle Walensky from the CDC. Apparently she, she gave testimony uh, this week and the article talks about it and said it was just absolutely terrible. It was jaw dropping even by the abysmal standards to which we become accustomed during COVID. It said in a few hours, Walensky managed to tell Congress that the CDC's guidance to mandate masks in schools would never change, regardless of new evidence that the CDC had conducted no randomized control trials as to whether the masks were even effective. They were. Didn't matter. Doesn't matter. We don't care about science yet. We say, follow the science. And you're asking her, well, here's some scientific uh, evidence to the contrary of your policy. Are you going to make any changes? No, no, we won't do that. 
we won't do that. Better than, ladder, better than me telling you what she said, we got a couple of clips here I think it'd be worth watching, and you guys can make up your own minds on this. Super Don, you got those clips at the ready? And then uh, let's see what she had to say. The problem with this is that I had uh, doctors who spent years in medicine uh, telling me that, that the masks were not effective. Um, and yet these were being forced on people. They're forced on school kids. And, uh, you know, when you combine, particularly young kids, uh, we're seeing the devastating impact that it had on their educational attainment. And it, it, it kind of surprises me that the NIH, CDC didn't do any follow-up testing, uh, even while this was going on to determine the effectiveness of this and the impact it was going to have on kids. Yeah, I appreciate, you know, um, in order to do a randomized clinical trial, you need to actually have equipoise in the question. And ultimately, what would happen, what happened is that there were so many studies that demonstrated time and time again in the height of COVID transmission that masks were working to prevent transmission that I'm not sure anybody would have proposed a clinical trial because, in fact, there wasn't equipoise to the question anymore. Wow. Have you ever heard that word equipoise? What are you talking about? Who, who uses the word equipoise? This is another way. Where, 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 where's Ronda Rousey in, the, in this moment? <laughs> <laughs> equipoise? There wasn't equipoise? Yeah. So apparently she tried to throw a word out to throw people off. And it's kind of like. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> All right. You looked it up. You want to go through that? Fine. Balance of forces of interest. Equipoise. Um, this is what's used, Super D, when we've complained, as we have for many years, that there are no double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled studies on any of the vaccines that are required, so to speak, for children. And they say, well, it's an equipoise situation. Equipoise. Because equipoise. it would be unethical to conduct that because we know that they work and we'd be denying them life-saving prevention. Right. Or, or and I guess another way, the way I, after having to go look this stupid word up because it's not yeah. a word anybody uses, uh, it, it basically, what she was saying is that there wasn't any evidence uh, that they would take seriously arguing against it. So therefore there was no point for them to do a study. There was yeah, a consensus, you, right? You know, I mean, it, it was, what what, which is a it? bunch of crap. It's a bunch it? of crap. The, the uh, Cochrane collaboration. Yeah. Cochrane. I mean, there were studies that were done. They didn't exactly. take them in. They didn't take them seriously. Yeah. They didn't pay attention to them. They didn't give them any credit, but there were studies that were done by other people. And the reason right. why other people had to do the studies is because they wouldn't. Well, and they were done, and it shows that basically there's no benefit, if anything, negligible, but negligible to none, to wearing masks. Especially, they wanted to mask two-year-olds, and they did. Right. And then uh, they found out after the fact, when, mm -hmm. after they had done it for years, mm -hmm. that, they, that there was no reason for it. Even though now she still oh, thinks we, that there is, but... But she's not going to change based on that. There's another no. thing about, you know, the whole... Uh, uh, remember, they put the... Uh, the COVID jab on the childhood vaccination schedule. I argued so it could be uh, able to, uh, what do you call it? Be liability. For yeah, covered, covered. Yeah. Covered. But her excuse was that they wanted to be able to jab six months old and up. Who? Oh, yes. It was, it was to, for the children. Yeah. They did it for the children. For, here, the poor children. Here, here, here's what she had to say. So, I mean, how do you view the cost benefit of scheduling brand new bivalent booster shots for this age group? You know, considering the children are at very low risk from COVID-19, 75% of children have already caught the virus and the, and the vaccine is known to do pretty little to, to prevent transmission in this age group. 
I'm really grateful that you asked that question so I can correct the record here so that everybody understands. First of all, we've had 2,000 pediatric deaths from COVID-19. It's the number one respiratory and infectious killer um, that was just published last week in JAMA. So um, less, infect less uh, deadly than an, in, to an 80-year-old, but still deadly for a pediatric infection. The important thing I think that's really, uh, that we need to recognize is the reason that ACIP recommended and CDC put forward getting the COVID-19 vaccine on the pediatric schedule is not, it was only because it, would, it was the only way it could be covered in our Vaccines for Children's program. It was the only way that our under, uninsured children would be able to have access to the vaccines. That was the reason to put it on the schedule. It can't be eligible for a Vaccines for Children's program for, to be available to the under, uninsured unless it is on that schedule. That was the reason to put it there. Thank you for allowing me to correct okay. that. Super Don, is it okay? Uh, to call, is, let me ask you this. Is it okay to call her a lying bitch? <laughs> Scum sucking. It was for humanitarian reasons, Robert. I'm just asking because you're my producer. You you wouldn't let me steer me wrong. Of course you could. Well, yeah. You think I'm going to say no? But uh, the option. But look, it had nothing to do with with the the vaccine company uh, being worried about any liability for anything that would happen as a result of people getting the vaccines. Nothing to do with that. Nothing about being, you know, uh, not the liability. It was so that the uninsured children could get it. Are you kidding me? They've been giving away this, these these freaking vaccines for free for three years. Yeah, right. You're telling me that they would not some there wouldn't be somebody up there that'd be like, listen, we need to give the poor uninsured children free, yeah, vaccines. free vaccines. Are you kidding yeah. me? They exactly. would do that in, a, in an instant. So, what would you say is the real reason that lying bitch? didn't admit <laughs> what the real reason was. Wow, look at you, Mr. Potty Mouth. No, look, I, I as she was saying that, I could see uh, <laughs> gates of hell uh, carving in stone and engraving Arc. in stone an invitation, a special invitation for her after this lifetime. Dude, there is, there is, that, that is wow. such, such crap. Think of all the things that, that uninsured kids, mm-hmm. uh, disadvantaged children get uh-huh. for free mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. I mean, they give them, give them all the way. They give them free condoms. Yeah. You know, but with it, with it, no, but we can't give them a free vaccine. It has to be on this, on the schedule in no, order for them to get reveal the real reason they put it on the schedule for anybody that's not been paying attention or is new to the Robert Scott Bell. So the only reason as I predicted long before this happened is to get the liability waived as it was under the emergency. Once it was approved by the fear and death administration, through ASIP committee would have to then go, yes, put it on the schedule. And CDC would say, yes, put it on the childhood schedule. And then it falls under the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, whereby there is a no-fault scenario. Should your child be injured or killed by it, they cannot sue the makers of that vaccination. They have to petition a, f- a special master through the federal government to ask for money and then good luck getting it approved. If it does, it's never going to make your child whole again. And it's never going to bring your back your child back that has been killed by this mRNA shot, which is proving to be deadly at all ages. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't have a lot nice to say. And, and I know some people will say, <laughs> look, if you don't have something nice to say, Robert, don't say it at all. Well, this is a talk show. And I'm it doesn't have to be it. nice. If it's important, then you, well, then you need it, to say it. It's accurate. If anything, I under understated it, what I would yes. want to say. But we do have kids <clears> in the audience. So, no. dads, my apologies. You'll have to explain to them why I said what I said. Before you move on here, I just, I just, you know, me being me, I have to notice things that are probably not really relevant to what it is we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude has got like the cool eye patch thing going on here. Mm. Isn't that cool? 
You ever I, seen anything like that? That that looks like the what's the dude from the uh, from the Avengers? Um, or no, 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 no. Samuel Jackson, the, the oh, character. Samuel Jackson used. character. Gotcha. Well, all right. That's I like know. yeah. That's that's like the cool eye patch thing going on there. Dude, I almost okay. want one of those. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's cool. We got AJ Roberts coming up now. Uh, yes. He's got a, a big show in the United Kingdom. We are also heard on UK Health Radio. So many of you that listen to us in England already may know AJ Roberts. If not, you should. And I uh, know the, the stories he can tell, the things he's been through. And I want to learn about what he's been through. And so we're going to bring him on right now to the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, a freedom guy if there ever was one. AJ, welcome to the Hi, Dan. All right. Good Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on board. Now, as I was reading your, uh, your, your briefest of history, that dilemma of you're going to the prison cell here or you can sign up be part of the military. You got to tell me a little bit about why that or what was it that preceded that? That kind of yeah. your here's your choice. Yeah, so um, I kind of uh, I left school and I basically was kind of I won't say destined, but I was on a very good way of uh, in a very good place to become a professional football player or, or soccer player to you guys, and uh, it's all over dreamt of doing as most English lads do. Um, you know, it's kind of like a religion in its own right over here, um, and I, I, you know, I was very close, but not far off really, and then I got just like this really freak injury, like it's damaged a nerve in my knee um stupidly just messing around on a weekend when mm. uh which wasn't to the uh taste of my club at the time oh. um I, just because i was doing so well really and then they thought that i wouldn't get better like make a full recovery so they released me like uh, they do in a lot of obviously professional sports it's quite quite a cutthroat industry isn't it like at academy level and stuff mm-hmm. um so i kind of like, ended up going down the wrong path because i thought well, this is it. Everything I uh, ever dreamed about and uh, wanted to do is over. And so you threw caution uh, to the wind at that point, I imagine. You're just like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he's, I lived away from my parents as well. I literally lived with my, nan- my grandparents. So um, I was kind of like, I didn't have such a deep, deep support network. I didn't have a lot of my brothers around me and all this kind of stuff. So I kind of uh, just went down the wrong path, really. Like a lot of people do, you know, hang around with the wrong crowd and yeah, get involved in uh house parties and recreational drugs and it's drinking way too much and then i just basically got into like low level low level stuff really and ended up getting arrested uh, with some friends and um well, i mean luckily for me the day before i got arrested i uh, i actually went into the recruiting office with the british army and inquired about joining um just just something something in me was just like i need to get myself away from all this and um yeah, there was some saving grace, really, because uh, I, I didn't just go in there and inquire. I actually went in there and I actually came out, signed up to the army like within like an hour. So I was obviously there in the back of my head. It was always going to happen. Um, I just happened to get arrested the next day and then ended up having to go to court with uh, the, the other guys. And um, they got they I got basically given the ultimatum. You, you follow through with joining the military or you go to jail with your friends. Mm. And uh, that was pretty much the case of it. Like they they got two years or I think or something. I've never saw them. I've never seen them ever since then. Or ever since. Or nothing. No. So it, this worked out well for you clearly as we'll get the, the, the longer story made short through this the journey I want you to share. Um, but yeah, yeah. You actually served in active uh, battle zones. Do, am I, am I mistaken that? Do you actually see firefighters? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously you've got Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, Sierra Leone. Sierra, I, I, Sierra Leone was a very uh, like early part of my, career and then uh, I've actually been back there as a civilian but in a charity sense so I've uh, 
I'm a patron to a, a charity in Sierra Leone. So we go out there and help a lot of the amputees and the rape victims and their children from the Blood Diamond Civil War, which obviously the British were involved in as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, but again, it's all part of my journey of seeing all the false flags with my own eyes. Um, you know, everything from going to Iraq for weapons of daft destruction mm-hmm. um, and, you know, speaking to the American contractors whilst out there, you know, and they're all sat there on a thousand dollars a day with their feet up and you're just like, what are you guys even doing? And they're just like, oh, it's all optics. And you're just like, great. I'm here on my, I'm here on my crappy private army wage. And you guys are like, you know, actually going out on the ground and stuff like that. You know, the IED threats and that. And you guys are on $1,000 a day just sitting around with your feet up just for optics. Um, so, yeah, obviously, that, that was a big wake-up call for me. Um, obviously, 9-11, when it actually happened, was a wake-up call for me. And I, I you, just AJ, joined the Army real, then. Real quick, did you, do you know the story of Pat Tillman, the U.S. Um, a yep. soldier? Yeah, the yeah. NFL player that went in yeah, because yeah. of 9-11? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he was taken. He was taken out in Iraq by his own guys. Yeah, yeah, and the th- the theory, of course, was that he realized what a, a scam it was, how he yeah. was played, and he was going to blow the whistle on it. And it, it'd be one thing for uh, you know the average guy to do that, but to have a former NFL player who was a he- national hero story to say it, that would have been unacceptable. And if mm. people don't think that uh, life is, let's say, not appreciated by your government, you know, when they send people into battle, we call that cannon fodder. And if yeah. you, they don't really value the life of the soldier any more than now we're finding out they value the life of the average American that is being jabbed experimentally, much less what you've probably witnessed in England. We've reported on in Australia, where you've been as well, New Zealand, around Europe, Canada, etc. That for those of you still believe your governments are out for your own best interest to protect you, uh, you're living a grand delusion. And it should end hopefully before they end you. Yeah. No, 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 you couldn't have said it any better, really. It's just people come to that realization that um, governments are literally controlled from way above. You know, they're literally puppets in all of this. And um, and they just send their soldiers to areas of interest that, that interest them, not because mm-hmm. they need to do peacekeeping or to like be part of some war. You know, whether it's Iraq, Afghanistan, even the Falklands, you know, there's always an agenda uh, even Bosnia, you know, you've got the Bosnian, pyra- Bosnian pyramids and things like that. And you just, you know, every, false flags are just created over and over again. So, uh, so they can circumnavigate this, the area of interest. AJ, I don't know uh, it, you, the, the, the British system for declarations of war, but in the United States, the constitution prescribes how it should be done. And that goes through the people's house here, the house of representatives. The last time there was an actual constitutional declaration of war, it was what it was we, we call world war two. Every every military incursion around the world that has occurred by that includes U.S. troops since that time has not been under a House declaration of war. Uh, the various authorizations to use force, UN police actions, etc. And this it saddens me because when I learned about that, in terms of you know my appreciation for the military man or woman who would put their lives on the line to protect their country, that in many cases they're operating under a color of uh, you know constitutional law it's not really happening they're operating under un police actions for instance or other globalist dictates mm. yeah yeah and, that, 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 and that's all that happens and we have a similar thing here in uk so like just like uh at, you know the, the actor that is joe biden is uh sending you know hundreds of millions to you know you know deeply war-torn ukraine 
Um, we have the same thing here with UK sending stuff over there, but none of it gets voted on. And the person even doing it all hasn't even been elected. You know, people seem to forget that Rishi Sunak hasn't even been elected as prime minister. Mm. Just, we've got an unelected, we've got an unelected prime minister in the seat and we've, we've got someone in the, who's headed the monarchy that hasn't even been sworn in. So we've literally got a fake monarchy and a fake government. Wow. People, can't even, people aren't even seeing past that. As, right. you know, they're just cracking on with their normal everyday lives because they're too busy being distracted. AJ, you know? have you been subject to censorship shadow bans like we have here? <laughs> yeah. I'm on, like right now, uh, I've got 30,000 plus followers on two separate Facebook pages. And if I do a live podcast on my show, I'm lucky if I get 40 people watching. Yeah. Um, and then um, even my posts on my profile, uh, that's if I'm not banned for 30 days. I'm on my fourth YouTube channel. Uh, TikTok have completely wiped me. Um, Twitter, I'm on my second account. Um, yeah, yeah, I've had my fair share of uh, censorship. I've had people, I've had my website messed around with. People can't email me. Um, yeah, it's been been quite difficult. Well, we hope that everyone shares your show as well as this show to outpace the censors and uh, shadow banners, et cetera. We've, we've been dealing with it as well. And it's still ongoing, even as it becomes obvious the governments have partaken in in violation of our constitution, the First Amendment. Uh, this is that- part of the battle though we're in there, isn't it? I just see it. It's just literally, we, we know we're in a giant game of chess. We know that we've already won. We know, and the loser already knows they've lost. It's just kind of like playing it out. And it's all, even the, the censorship's just, everything I'm seeing right now is just being exposed to the everyday person of like what's truly going on. So I think just battling through this little phase of the censorship at the minute, it will get better, you know, especially as like the CEO of Twitter, YouTube's gone and obviously mm-hmm. Twitter's I'm still, still up in the air with my made, I haven't made up my mind on Twitter yet. Um, and obviously you've got meta, which is just toilet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just use it for all it's worth while you can. But of course, we've yeah. got to go beyond and above it. And that's why I ask everybody to, to do their part in sharing uh, the information, sharing your story as you're doing today as well. Your story is, um, despite the things you went through in the military uh, with being led by globalists or people that aren't really concerned for your your safety, much less your, your health and, and life, and sending you only into battles that are actually existential in terms of uh, the survival of a country or a nation or a people. Uh, there, there's some good things that, that came out of it for you, and and that's you yeah. know, led you to do what you're doing today. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm a very big believer, and you know, we we all have, go through our paths for a reason. And um, I I left the military after 15 years, and uh, I went to work at a place called Port and Down in the UK, which is the uh, chemical and biological facility that does all the testing. And uh, funny enough, is where Novichok was uh, founded that they you know that poisoned the Russians in uh, mm-hmm. in Salisbury. Yeah. Um, and so obviously I seen I was there for a couple of years, so they do a lot of stuff there as well. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's truly eye opening, truly eye opening. Well, the oh man, I, I just I'm human. I'll get angry from time to time. I'll try to dissipate it because I'm not wanting to engage in violence um, for the you know the reason a lot of reasons. Um, obviously, for me, it's a last resort in defense of life as opposed to uh, just lashing out. Uh, but there are people that you just can't help that go, they, they deserve a little slap upside the head for what they're doing. I like the Walensky thing that we were talking about as we opened the show today. But finding a way to help people navigate out of that mess because they seem to control not only the narrative, 
But even the court system, you know, if you point out mm-hmm. something that they're doing that violates, for instance, our constitution or yours, very often the courts, as you know, side with the establishment against the people. And so the the rightful remedy that you would go with as a nonviolent remedy is taken from you. And it's like we're mm-hmm. seeing more and more movement toward parallel creation of a society that doesn't even bother with the old guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're seeing that here, and um, what's what I've really enjoyed about being the observer in a lot of this, you know, uh, uh, doing my podcast and stuff, is that I've been to lots of police stations where they've been served like notices of liability for you know future harms and losses because of the uh, the new medicine, hmm. and um, and the same with uh, actually the, the the jab centres here in the UK. So I've been to quite a few of them where myself and other veterans and ex police and stuff like that have. Um, you know, over the period of a day, ended up getting these places shut down. Um, you know that like, a couple of lads have been arrested as, as during during it, but they've literally just been released because they can't <laughs> they can't uh, actually pin anything on them. Um, and actually, having these particular individuals with all the evidence that they have within the actual police station would then mean them having to interview them and go through all the evidence and stuff like that. And they don't want that. So, you know, it's, it's good from my perspective being the observer because I've literally seen so much over the last couple of years with my own eyes, like just how the police mm-hmm. operate, you know, clearly what instruction they're under, um, like how they deal with people, like saying, like, this, this is the evidence. This is the huge increase in deaths here in the UK between the ages of 10-year-olds and 14-year-olds in the last 20 months. It's like something like an eight thousand percent increase or something silly like that. That's what we're looking at now. Yeah, well, um, we're talking about young, healthy, otherwise healthy yeah. people, athletes. We've been seeing yeah. that happen all over the world uh, as adverse events yeah. pile up to these these experimental injections. Uh, mm-hmm. And and how is it the the so called leaders in government and even in medicine uh, cannot acknowledge this? Well, we're having this battle with my own family, as I've mentioned uh, off camera. You know, so as it stands at the minute. Uh, two months ago, my auntie died. Uh, she had a massive heart attack three hours after having a fourth uh, booster. Mm. Um, my uncle's just had a double heart attack, got diagnosed with pericarditis oh. um, after a fourth booster. And the hosp- the doctor turned around and told him that flu caused it, pericarditis. And then they're now telling him that he can uh, he's going to make a full recovery. His heart's going to be fine as long as he takes these drugs. Yeah. Um, and like, you just can't see through it. Like it's just so blinkered. Um, my, one of my parents has uh, got autoimmune diseases from it, psoriasis and stuff like that. Uh, and we just had a stillbirth uh, for my cousin who's only in her twenties, um, boosted. Yeah. And that's just on one side of the family. Um, and I think I must be up to, I think I know 11 males now under 40 that have had a heart attack and three of those are in the military. So, you can't tell, you know, and having, having been through injection programs like Amphrax, for example, for uh, going to Iraq in 2003, I only mm-hmm. had one of the three and that literally put me on my ass for a week and I've never been so ill in my life. And that was, again, I, I think everything's supposed to happen for a reason. You know, that, that one injection literally put me off ever having anything ever again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I saw these things coming out and stuff like that, well, in fact, the, I called I said to the family way before this even happened, I was like, they're going to bring out, <clears throat> they're going to bring out a shot and they're going to say it's the best thing since sliced bread and they're going to get everyone queuing up for it. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I called that like way before it even happened. Yeah. You'd already lived through it. 
I, we had uh, Gary Matsumoto on the program many, many, many years ago when I first opened the microphone in 99. So sometime before you were getting your anthrax jab in 03. And he wrote a book called Vaccine A, all about the anthrax vaccine being a primary culprit in the cause of what we had known as Gulf War syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Very well, I've just done it. Yeah, I've not long done an interview with uh, the guy, uh, Gavin, who's basically in charge of... Uh, bringing the inquest to, to a head and it's like literally as we speak nearly finished um and it, we're looking at thirty-three thousand british troops that were harmed from it going back um, over 20 years now yeah and then uh but and a lot of those aren't alive because uh like gavin was explaining that in the, no, none of them reached 70. wow um and then there's a qu quarter of a million u.s troops quarter of a million people have you yourself engaged in utilizing what we call holistic and integrative health practices that were not necessarily pharmaceutical to remediate some of the, the, the negative effects of that jab or other issues that you've had since you were in the military? Um, I mean, I've, I've done lots of periods of uh, like microdosing with like cannabis oils and stuff like that, um, which have had great effects, but not with the intention of healing anything like to do with from the military. Right. I've kind of done, I've done a lot of that mental and physical side through my own, daily practices um to the you know and to the point where i literally i live and breathe my military training but not necessarily like all the memories and things i did do you know what i mean it's just yeah um i'm it shaped me for now and that's what yeah. you know i always say like i say that that whole military period is actually in fact basic training for what's coming yeah you know, and it's the same it's the same for everybody it's just, you don't have to be in the military you know you just like everyone's going through uh, a bit of a shift at the minute and and it's just important to really pay attention to the, like, the increase in your intuition levels and stuff like that, because the last couple of years has made you do that, you know, yeah. because you've having to think differently. You know what I mean? You're having to think more, think more quantum. So you, um, you naturally like increase your intuition levels and um, your creativity and things like that. So, you know, for the guys and girls watching, just pay attention to the, the increase in that. And um, it just, it, sh it will show you that, you know, everything you've been doing up to this point is for a reason. We're talking with AJ Roberts and you can check his website out. It's linked in the show notes today at robertscoutbell.com. Mr. AJ Roberts, mrajroberts.com. And in it, you can read about his uh, journey as well as taking the next step. Funny enough that that's in your bio. We have a conference in Atlanta this week, the Next Steps Conference. And it's all about various uh endeavors in life, whether it be healthcare or media or any, everybody's trying to set up a parallel society, if you will, or parallel track so mm -hmm. that we can get back to what was good about any of those things. And rather than wait for them to fix the problems that they are profiting from, we just remove ourselves from them, extricate ourselves and start creating a new. And that's what this focus is. And it sounds a bit like what you're trying to help people do as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I've kind of, you know, I'm at a point now where I've kind of ex exhausted, I guess, a lot of the conversation around uh, the new medicine and all that kind of stuff, you know, with, with doctors and things like that, because I find that they just go around in a circle talking about the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, about a disease that still hasn't been proven to exist. Um, yeah. There's a lot more evidence leaning towards um, sort of metallic chemical poisoning from, you know, 5G rather than, we call it uh, various forms of bio warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, injection of uh, components arguably much more dangerous than anything they proclaimed to have had initially with a, a so-called yeah. COVID virus. So uh, we yeah. see that whatever happened in the initial stages was to usher in the fear and ratchet it up so that just as you said, people would be accepting and just rolling up their sleeves or dropping their drawers to get injected time and time again. And that's yeah. the actual devastation and where that leads is, is not empowerment. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, exactly that, and I think a lot of a lot of people, as a result, would have manifested the uh, the adverse reactions from them, you know. And that's how powerful this all is. It's a huge test of compliance, and mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a lot of talks around the country at the minute, and uh, hoping to take them abroad um, in the, in the near future. But it, it's basically my my show's called, or pretty much my brand's become like mission consciousness. So I'm teaching people how to a what is consciousness, what does it all mean, but b like how do we massively raise it so you know we don't we, we see past all this crap and we just live a life of abundance and truth um you know for all the different various practices that you can do that with so i do that on uh, on my courses but a big part of it is um getting people to like saying to stand on your truth and then when you do that you, you're not surrendering your your thoughts and belief systems to or parroting what somebody else says you know like a, a you know paid tv doctors and uh obviously politicians and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so we, we've just seen a massive test of compliance, you know, and I, I, I always say that always put yourself in the shoes of the enemy to find out what their greatest weaknesses are by playing it, by, you know, hammering their strengths. Mm. Uh, so if you put, it's almost like guerrilla warfare, right? So if you put your shoes, your feet in the shoes of our enemy, you know, the people who want to harm us and clearly want to, you know, enslave us in this, uh, mm. in this hamster wheel, yeah, they um that they, they'll know, they know that our greatest strengths as like fully fledged humans is that mm -hmm. our human consciousness and like if it's completely, you know, on point and we're aligned and we're all connected, you can't be controlled at all, not one bit. You know, not you don't live bit, in fear, yeah. you don't live in low, you know, low vibe um, conditions. So they need to put people in society into all these low vibe conditions to then be able to control them. You know, like create poor areas of. Uh, you know, create a massive di difference between the working class and the rich and, you know, the people at the bottom, um, you know, through race, through religion, create all these divisional tactics and false flags. That, that It's a continuous cycle of doing that um, to be able to manipulate humanity into that in the first place. And I said, you know, you really just got to look at during like the lockdowns and all this nonsense, like all the shopping centres, you know, mm. had arrows everywhere, follow the line this way, plastic glass everywhere masses my it was just a huge test of compliance and everyone was being watched on cctv doing it yeah aj have you connected with uh remis the the rap artist yeah. in england yes we had him on uh, i don't know a month or two ago it's fantastic originally from jamaica uh, another yeah. guy who's not afraid who's stepping oh, yeah, up yeah. yeah 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 he's he's rigid like you know he's um every time i've seen him he's just like so focused on his mission you know what i mean to uh, he, yeah. he his target market was obviously the children and getting outside the schools um singing his uh Don't take the vaccine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's quite a famous track out of, outside all the schools because then obviously all the kids join in and they get on their phones on their snapchats and stuff like yeah. that that was brilliant um, I, I didn't know if you had interviewed him yet but i, I think he'd be terrific uh, yeah so I spent, I've, I've met him on marches a few times we've had good conversations yeah he's a good guy yeah Wow, because so I was in Oxford. I was in Oxford uh, on Saturday, mm -hmm. so uh, we've got this another thing happening here in the UK. They just they're trying different tactics in every country, so they're trying to introduce fifteen minute cities here. Yes, yes. So you 
creating all these bollards and stuff like that. But um, I, I was having a really good look at them the other day, and I was like, this whole thing is just to wake humanity up because I was like, look how cheaply made the bollards are. They know full well they're going to get smashed down by the public. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all another little test. But at the same time, masses are raising awareness. So the message is getting out there. And then, you know, the people who were there, I'd never seen in like the last three years. So it's kind of like, you can, and I spoke to quite a few as well, who was like, they were just kind of waking up because of this stuff that's then opening their eyes to everything else. So I'm, I'm seeing a definite shift in that aspects um, with a lot of these things that are happening is, it is kind of organically waking the masses up. Yeah. They're, they're uh, doing it to themselves and uh, we're, we're just helping them along a little bit, but yeah. Uh, so the AJ Roberts show, how often does it air and where do people hear it? Um, yes, yeah, so I do at least uh, one podcast a week. Um, I, I it's, it's kind of strange, really. So I, when I started, it was all about interviewing people that have overcome, you know, a lot of uh, atrocities and things like that in their life. I've had lots of veterans on, you know, been injured in Afghanistan and gone on to do great things and mm-hmm. uh, some sports people and people have got a great story. But obviously, when the pandemic started and no one was interested in, you know, cool stories. So it's like people just interested in data and things like that. So I started uh, getting people on that could elaborate on all the data we were seeing. It wasn't what we were being told and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, so, you know, everything just ramped right up in terms of like the follow following and, and things like that. So I started interviewing a lot of the doctors uh, who also had like Dr. Malone on. And uh, yeah, check this and, out. I'm looking at your page right now. Superdome's bringing it up. Scroll down. You'll see la- mm-hmm. latest episode. Our friend, Dr. Andy Kaufman. Oh yeah, that, yeah, and Andy Kaufman on recently. Yeah, that's, he, he's, he's, he's not one guy. of those guys that's a typical doctor at all. Where he goes, yeah. amazing. So, but I, I've got quite a variation on at the minute because I'm trying to like open people's eyes to uh, to the reality that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, before Andrew Kaufman, I did a podcast with uh, Penny Bradley, who is um, an original super soldier from the secret space, the, the Nazi secret space program. Wow. Um, and her story is like phenomenal, uh, it, like blow your mind. Um, she was like, abducted, what clearly seems like CIA in uh, 1959, taken to Langley, Virginia. She was like, one of a uh, thousand children that went through this whole program and then only 20 of them survived it. Um, and yeah, take like taken off planet and went to school. Mm-hmm. Not, not around here. <laughs> it, was, it was a crazy Friday afternoon of, in, of interviewing. And I, yeah. got, I got to the end, I got to the end of it. And I was just like, I don't know what to think. Wow, yeah. <laughs> do you know when you like um you, you know when you have such, such mad conversations and uh mm-hmm. if someone said to me, Hey, what'd you get up to today? And I was like, Yeah, I just interviewed this uh super soldier from the Nazi secret space program who went to school on Mars. Like, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well how do you stop that? Yeah, so, yeah, and then and then before hit, uh her, I interviewed a, a guy in uh, who lives in Mexico, he's English, mm-hmm. and he literally decodes all of sport like to show you it's all like how satanic and demonic and connected it is to, and how controlled it all is and, and rigged. Mm. And he literally uses like gematria and, uh, and, and numerology and things like that. His name's uh, Adam. Uh, the, he's the illusion one, one, one on Twitter. And you can literally see how he can literally pull apart and decode every sports game and show. It's how well, the horse connected yeah, to the beast. It doesn't sound like you're, you're narrow in your focus and your ability to interact and interview. I love that. Uh, mm. I'm looking also on your page, and it says you have a tour. Uh, in fact, March 3rd coming up, you'll be in South Newton in Wishford, I think, or something. Uh, Jersey. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's in Salisbury. Yeah. So Salisbury is oh, actually where I live. Um, okay. where Stone, it's where Stonehenge is. Um, yeah. That's what it's more famous for. 
Uh, and yeah, then I'm in um, yeah, I'm going to Jersey, yeah. and then uh, I've just sort of dates out today: Leicester. Bristol, Leicester. Okay, so this is something you're actually going out and and uh, outdoor indoor venues. You have an evening uh, program. What what happens at these events? Yeah, so I'm, I literally take everyone through how powerful the mind and the body actually is, and I go through a lot of the science behind it. Um, I teach people people all about how to you know activate your third eye to create a lot more intuition and 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 uh, mental strength and and creativity um i take people through a lot of uh, w- what's happening now in the world that's related to that as in um why we haven't been able to do a lot of this stuff you know in our life up until now mm. why it's been kind of hidden like how yeah um but I've, I've studied uh mind control and mind control techniques quite extensively so obviously i teach people all about the different mind control techniques that are used on the public and like how, how what to look out for basically so when they come they're like right well this is what the minefield looks like and then they leave knowing where the mines are to kind mm-hmm. of navigate through life a bit better yeah um and then and then i take them through uh like a quite a unique sort of mantra breathwork session that i've kind of designed at the end so that everyone cool. leaves everyone leaves like whoa like in yeah. homeostasis just like buzzing uh um, well, you, you definitely you know if people look at you as this army guy and then they come and hear your program and you're covering all of these things that probably, you know, it's a shocking, you know, image buster in terms of preconceived notions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, I, I, what I love about it is a lot of people that come to the talks have followed me for a while as well. And then they're starting to bring like their friends and family. And nice. I'm, 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 I'm interested in getting, that's what I've opened it for people 13 years upwards because, you know, I'm not talking about Klaus Farbs and all this kind of stuff It's literally about them what they can achieve and like what to look out for that's just out there to stop them from achieving it. So, yeah. uh, so they all leave with like a lot of good clarity and feel really great about things. And, you know, I've had, I had a young guy who's started his own school podcast as a result of coming to the show and wants me to be the first guest. So it's just, nice. It's, so I'm trying to get the teenagers there. Cause um, I mean, you elaborated on before when you were talking um, before I come on and you talk about, you know, the kids and how they've been damaged and attacked and, if if you actually everyone really looks from the outside in, you can see that everything we're seeing, majority of it is is to attack our children because they are the important ones in all of this. Because um, that's why they were so keen for them to not have consent, you know, and all this yeah. kind of thing because they just wanted to get to them because they are the ones that are like of uh, higher higher density, higher strength than what we are. They know this again. They know all this stuff. It's to know thy enemy. So that's why we see a massive rise in sugary cereals in yeah. this huge amount of energy drinks, you know, yeah. pornography, all the Call of Duties, the Grand Theft Autos, basically everything that like is, we would think is designed for adults, isn't designed for adults. It's designed for kids knowing full well that they're going well, to capture them. Yeah. yeah. AJ, I, you know, listen, I so much appreciate what you're doing uh, and that you're reaching out to that next generation and, and, and bringing them out, you know, in a way yeah, that's yeah. unique to you and what you've witnessed and seen and your ability to reach them is extraordinary i i can't wait if my next visit to the uk hopefully get to meet you and see you there too but i'm glad we yeah. can connect this way while we can as well to share what you're doing and if i can help you in any way please please let me know i mean i've been at yeah, this quite some time and uh, i'm just inspired every time we we learn as someone new doing this great work mm. yeah and that's what it's all about it's all about you know sharing is caring and um i you know, I say a lot at the minute that although there's been a lot of chaos in the last two and a half, three years, it's actually been the best thing I think that's ever happened to me because it's brought out the best in me 
and it's it's bringing out the best in many other people around me and you know we're all magnetizing to the the right people and connecting with the right people and i think you know like would this have ever happened in this manner so quickly if we hadn't been presented with this no multiple so. barrage of hoaxes but, but no we yeah. wouldn't but so i'm often quite grateful for this thing coming about you know i know there's been harm and things like that cause but i think the lessons it's taught everybody and our own knowings and levels of knowledge is like 10x in some areas isn't it mm, it is yeah and so that's where uh, you know i take and temper my emotions not to suppress them because they're very real as we go through them but to recognize as you've done that the things that we've been trying or attempting to do for a long time have been accelerated by the tragedies and disasters that have been brought about. So in many ways, as much as I am, you know, it upsets me to see all the people are suffering and dying throughout history. Those are the, apparently the only way humanity seems to shift and learn and, and, and transform in consciousness. I wish it weren't that way, but again, this is the way it was designed and here we are. And then people like yourself step up and in, in, uh, in a new light to uh, take take that next step and help others to take that next step as well, AJ. I appreciate you. No, thank you very much. Yeah, well, thanks Better for being on board. Uh, we've got so much to do, and this is a great way to start the week. Y'all check out AJ Roberts, and we have him linked in. Uh, he's got a tour there in the UK. For those of you listening on the UK Health Radio feed uh, a couple of days after, if you haven't connected with him, yeah, inspiring, mrajroberts.com. And hopefully we can connect again, AJ. Thank you for being on board today. Staying up a little later there in England. So appreciate that. Well, Super D, I never know who I'm going to meet on this show. I come back from a trip and like I got another inspiring uh, a guest, a new friend to say, you know what? We're not Kevin alone. knows how to book guests, doesn't he? Good guy. Good guy really good guy. <laughs> we only scratched the surface of what he's doing. Uh, but yeah. with all the things that we've got to cover, including uh, questions on homeopathic medicine coming in, I guess we have to, we have to answer it. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't. I'd be in trouble. People would yell and throw things at me. I don't want to be uh, treated like uh, A.J. Walensky. Or, no, it's not A.J. Walensky. Walensky? <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? See the confusion? I opened with Walensky and transitioned to A.J. But if, <laughs> if, if uh, Walensky was there looking at A.J., she might not have been able to lie the way she did, I think. Yes. Look at him and like, don't, don't do that in front of A.J. Uh, he'll call you out. Anyway, All right, so here's your question of the day. Question of the day coming from Lori. Hi, RSB and Don. Two not-so-ordinary questions. First, what would a homeopathic solution to nosebleeds be? I've been getting them every day, but uh, not gushing, but just afraid to leave the house. So first question is about nosebleeds. Homeopathic phosphorus is my go-to remedy when anyone is suffering from uh, a nosebleed. Um Outside, well, even if if you were hitting the nose and you had a nosebleed, versus just you don't you're not sure what's going on. Now, um, there are a lot of things or issues associated with the vasculature, the microcapillary beds, weaknesses, etc., inflammation or injury uh, that a nosebleed would occur. Blood pressure issues as well. But homeopathic phosphorus, homeopathic phosphorus is something that is a, an amazing remedy. I've talked about it for fevers over many years and infections as well. But it's one of those remedies indicated in in such circumstances. Now. Uh, and when we look at silver, uh, the homeopathic remedy would be, interestingly enough, argentum nitricum, because silver nitrate is used to cauterize bleeding wounds on the battlefield, much less a nosebleed. Now, I'm not encouraging you to go get a silver nitrate. It's very caustic and you want to be careful using it. But the homeopathic form of argentum nitricum can impact the mucous membranes as well in a positive way. Uh, you can also use the silver hydrosol locally or the gel locally as well to help 
accelerate the healing of the vessels there. And consider, please consider the uh, cardio miracle for vascular benefit if you're not already doing that, Lori, because anything that enhances the integrity, the strength, the suppleness, including selenium and copper, right? All of these things are going to be extraordinary in helping you deal with nosebleeds and hopefully breaking the cycle of those nosebleeds. Now, the second question here is your husband had salivary gland removal and the OTC for dry mouth doesn't help. Any suggestions? Thank you in advance. Well, I'm going to put this out for the audience today, Super Don, because quite honestly, I'm a little bit behind on, uh, I haven't been able to get into this particular question yet coming off of the trip and I'm going to be home for like 24 hours or less before I head out to Atlanta. But uh, other than, well, here you have a physical removal of salivary glands. You've literally ripped out the thing that provides for the normal. My question is why, why were they removed? Maybe that's too, maybe that's none of my business, but uh, is that like. I'll, I'll give you three guesses why probably they were removed. Yeah. They're going to say, hey, we found uh, evidence of cancer cells. Cancer? Yeah. Or, or you know the, how they do it with the lymphatic tissue? Well, we found evidence of cancer cells in your lymph, despite, despite the fact that <clears throat> it's not the cause of cancer any more than the salivary glands are. Mm. Uh, and so they're removing. And then what are you, where are you producing the saliva from? You, the glands are gone. So Who needs uh, saliva? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I, I woke up with a That's extra. Mouth. That's extra stuff. Extra parts. Yeah. I got in it. Yeah, that sucks. So, so I know there are there are things you can buy. Well, let's see. She's, so Lori says the OTC drama. By the way, we've got uh, about a minute and twenty seconds oh, here before okay. we join Brady on. Okay. Um, so yeah, the OTC dry mouth doesn't work. So I'm I'm assuming you're probably talking about like the oral rinse type stuff, or yeah, I don't think she was talking about a homeopathic one. Yeah. So what's homeopathic salivary gland? Well, that's why I said I have to dig it up. That's not something I've dealt okay. with. And, and, you know, the question is, will it stimulate the production of sal- saliva from glands that are no longer there? Right. You know, it's a, it's a physical, you've removed them. What do we do? And so it's a very valid and fair question, but uh, I haven't addressed that personally. Uh, so it's I, something I need to look for. So we'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah. And then if any of y'all have had experience with that, please, please let me know as well. There's a question about uh, homeopathic remedy. We're going to have to do it, I think, at the top of the hour, a classical homeopathic uh, treatment for a chronic migraine. And I think Super Don like just talking about it because none of them involve coffee enemas, which he didn't have to resort <laughs> to anyway because since he got on Cardio Miracle, what happened? Mm-hmm. Your, your, your migraines basically went bye-bye. So yes. that's that's something good. But See? So why you keep giving me such a hard time? I, I, I just don't, you know, look, we care. 10 seconds. We care. I care. All there right. we go. So guess what we're going to talk about in just a minute or less than that. I'll tell you in just a second. Three, two, one. Into the, uh, here we go. Brideon.tv joins us here on the Robert Scott Show. Woo-hoo. We've got a great hour of broadcast healing coming up to, uh, for you, boys and girls. I just got back from a wonderful event in Los Angeles area with my good friend, Jonathan E. Mord. Uh, the first of many uh, big events as he's running for the United States Senate in Virginia. And people from all over the country want to see this man in the United States Senate, our true health freedom hero, health freedom advocate. And boy, we do need some more health freedom, don't we? Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, we also have one of the most amazing things that uh, along the years that, you know, I've been trying to help my wife with her uh, I- issues, you know, pain issues, other things. I brought her home some of these things called energy bits from a uh, show a few months back in Orlando. And uh, we talked with Catherine Arston about this these energy bits and 
I'm telling you, she's telling me I got more energy, honey, at the end of the day than I have ever had. And I want to talk to her about that. So that's coming up here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where the power to heal is yours. All right, this hour we'll be talking energy bits with Catherine Arnston in a few minutes. And I tell you what, I love them, but my wife really loves them. And you're going to hear a little bit more about her experience. And I'll, I'll ask Catherine about that if it's unusual what my what has happened to my wife. I, they call them energy bits for a reason. You can check them out at energybits.com. Uh, use the code RSB20 to get 20% off. And you're going you're gonna to see some great things happen for you nutritionally and otherwise. So that's coming up. Uh, also, I uh, want to shout out to my friends at Trinity School of Natural Health and the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. How many of y'all participated with the, well, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the virtual version? We had everything that we did in October and then some. Even Jonathan Eboard submitted a new presentation. I mod moderated a couple of panels, one on cannabis as medicine. We took on the politics and, and legalities as well and the practicalities. It was really a cool panel discussion for those of you who saw it. And then uh, yesterday, uh, the 19th of February, we did uh, a panel discussion with the Trinity instructors. And, and that was really great, especially for those of you who are looking to establish a new career in natural health. And we got so many great tips and insights. I'm telling you, if, if, you, if you haven't seen that, and you, you could probably still buy access to it because you got three months to watch everything that happened and all of it. So uh, go to TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. So thanks and shout out to everybody, Julie Whitman-Klein and the team for doing great work and getting everybody involved to plug in, even if they couldn't attend last uh, October in Chicago. And then that'll happen again this October in Chicago as well, as well as the Trinity Live event for all the students and graduates. So that's coming up. A little bit of homeopathy education, shall we? I couldn't get to this last hour, but uh, this is a headline uh, at a website. Uh, it says classical homeopathy for chronic migraine. It's sort of like a case study. One particular uh, a woman that was suffering, I don't know if that woman is in the picture here or if that's just a, you know, how they do those uh, uh, stock images or whatever. But um, just so you know, this classical methodology is the baseline starting point for most homeopaths and, and the origin point of homeopathy, where you try to find one remedy, a single ingredient remedy that would match up to most or all that you could find of the symptoms of the patient or the person, or the client, that is not just physical, but emotional, mental, all kinds of things. You talk about body, mind, spirit, medicine, homeopathy is that. And so in this article, it's just kind of a brief, you know, kind of journey into how someone might figure out what would be helpful for a person with a migraine. <clears throat> it's, this one's not a one size fits all, though. It's not going to work the same way for everybody, but I think it's, it's, it's worth pointing out. You know, we talk about figuring out the causes. A lot of people don't know what causes migraines. I think many of them are circulatory. But when I say that, it negates to some degree, unless you know that the liver congestion that precedes it impacts on the circulatory system that impacts on the nervous system and then impacts on pain and inflammation. See how everything's connected to everything. So I would take it from a little more, I call it a clinical perspective, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain the comparison in a moment as we go through this. So they talk about treatment and management. Uh, and then the question is why homeopathy? 
for migraines. And one of the, the statements here says in classical homeopathic treatment, the patient's psychological and physical complaints are addressed. And through this, the aim is not temporary relief alone, but a deeper uprooting from the cause, a general state of well-being and improvement in quality of life. So they they consulted. This is a 35-year-old woman back in March of uh, 2019. One-sided headaches extending to the eyes. Now, the thing is, it's interesting here. They don't reference in this article what, which side. Is it left side or right side? And, you know, as a clinician, I look at left side and right side, and it's not the only thing I'll look at. But very often, if it's a left-sided event, you know, a unilateral event, the left side would indicate more of the circulatory system involvement. Not that it's not involved in a right-sided event, but it, it's just going to gives you clues to kind of go, hmm, let's look at this. And a right-sided involvement would more point to the liver, which, you know, tends to be on a right-sided scenario. So in this case, they don't mention that. Now, they might go through the remedies and pick that out, but she had a personal, I'm sorry, personal medical history of idiopathic thrombocytopenia. Idiopathic means doctors are idiots. They don't know what they're doing and they don't know what causes something. So they make a fancy fun name like idiopathic to make it seem like they're smarter than they really are. I'm sorry if that offends any of you, but if it does, then you're probably one of those that I'm talking about. On further investigation, the patient narrated that she had an emotionally taxing situation in a relationship. And that, that's important in homeopathic prescribing. It's not just physical. And she, there was guilt. There was other things about self-worth. And she, you know, she seemed to be the origin. This seemed to be the origin of her headaches, right? So there was an emotional component that was beyond just what I talk about, circulatory or liver, interestingly enough. And so they look through the Materia Medica. You know, I have that right here and you can start digging. And in, there's in the Materia Medica, the Borky that I use, there's a repertory as well, where you can go into generalities, different things, and you can look up things like fever or even headache. And it could give you a clue to shortcut some of these uh, um, situations. Let's see if, if I can uh, do, I'm just doing this in real time here. Nervous system, the links out and everything. So you could pick that out and shortcut and go, all right, let me look at this group of remedies, start reading the remedy, see what fits the picture of this person. Now, shortcut this, they went to Lachesis or Lachesis 30C, which is, uh, you know, one of the, the poisons, toxic venoms. And I've used it, for instance, many years for throat, sore throat. So it's not just indicated for a headache. But there's a lot of things that indicated that this would fit this person's circumstance. And after the remedy, the woman said she got a little bit worse before she got better a few days that we call an aggravation. And yet she seemed to have broken that cycle by utilizing this methodology. Now, just to elaborate a little further on what I do, and if you haven't ever downloaded or watched my lecture on demand from Trinity School of Natural Health, I talk about a distinction between the classical methodology, the targeting that similimum, that one single remedy, and the clinical or French approach to homeopathy based on drainage. That is, we're always starting with the terrain of the body, and we're looking to, to uh, let's say, eliminate the obstacles for cure, that is, toxic poisons that accumulate, metabolic waste or other things. And in many cases, by relieving that or alleviating that burden, things like headaches dissipate. Things related to the liver, even like anger, could manifest and then dissipate. So it's not just a physical thing, but I might do ex an example of taking a complex of remedies for the liver and the kidneys and the colon, simultaneously address all of the systems that have been corrupted and drain the toxins from the body, for instance. In that case, you might see, hey, wow, my headaches have gone away as well. It may be a different route to get there, and it may not be 
could be as emotionally focused as this remedy was for her, if that was the uh, cause, original cause. So I bring this up not to denigrate one system or another, but just to show that there are ways to address and utilize homeopathy. Some people are very dogmatic and they don't believe in doing it the way I do it, only their way. And and I'm just, uh, there's probably a remedy needed for people that are so dogmatic, but I'll, I'll leave that alone for the moment and say, I, I'm not so concerned how you get there as long as you get there and you don't harm the person trying to get well. And by the way, this is why coffee enemas are helpful for migraines and headaches because of liver congestion. So often related to that situation. Real quickly, the Lancet, uh, this is a Defender article, the, the medical journal of the Lancet in England has acknowledged that natural immunity is indeed, drum roll please. All right, you won't, you won't give me a drum roll, Never mind. Natural immunity is superior to the mRNA COVID jabs. Yep, immunity acquired from actually getting whatever they said you got is sustaining and doesn't deplete or diminish like the artificial induction through injections to spike protein production and everything else that it does that is devastating and horrible. And for those doctors, nurses, PhDs that were proclaiming that artificial induced immunity is superior, uh, are, are you atheists? I mean, I'm asking the question because it seems to be that you've, you've got a little bit of arrogance that you believe that what you have done, man has created is better than what God has created in terms of how the immune system works and how we support it. And, uh, you know, if you're into arrogance, go ahead, knock yourself out, but eventually, you know what goeth before the fall. And I hope you humble yourself in your mistake. If let's just say it that way, some would call it a sin, but a sin is missing the mark and God loves us. Even when we do all those things that we go, I wish I hadn't done that, but you did. I did. I've made mistakes in my past too, plenty. And they made me who I am today. So I'm not condemning anybody that's done this, but just asking you to maybe self-efface a little bit and see the arrogance has brought you to a place that is so obviously absurd in proclaiming that man could synthesize and inject, much less alter DNA protein synthesis through synthesis, if you will, artificial mRNA. And, and that somehow we'll be better off with it with no untoward, unintended consequences. Does that arrogance know any limits? Perhaps not, but hopefully we can break that cycle and do better now that we know better. Someone who is doing better. I met her for the first time at uh, the Wellness Parenting Revolution event. It was a lot going on that weekend in Orlando. Um, the Nurse Freedom people, the Health Freedom people, the Inspire Summit. There's so much going on. It was so cool. It looks like we're going to all get together later in April in Nashville for another event. We'll find out if Catherine's going to be there as well, but it's energy bits, these algae tablets. And uh, I, uh, here, yeah, Super Don put it up there. We have it always linked up in the show notes and then uh, banners. You guys check this stuff out. I'm, I'm slow to the game. I'm late to the game sometimes. I didn't, I didn't learn about it till then, but I'm like, so great, grateful. Thank you, Kevin, for hooking us up too. But you've got the spirulina and you've got the chlorella. And I have these little tins I've traveled with and, you know, on the trip as well and, and utilize it every day. And when my wife was describing, you brought those energy bits home, honey. I don't ever want to be without them. I'm like, why? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? It was like at the end of the day, I've got more energy than I remember in years. And then somebody had asked how, how many was my wife taking last week? She asked, so I'm on the, I'm on the air, right? Like I am now. And I text my wife that question, honey, how many? Cause I didn't know how many she's taken. She's awesome. She'll throw a few in for all of us, but I, I just, I can't pay attention to everything. And she says, yeah, I take uh, one or two of each 
maybe two times a day, maybe three times a day. I'm like, dude, when I was with Catherine at that event, we were pounding handfuls <laughs> and, and like, I was having fun with that. And she's like taking one little, little bitty thing, one little, and like having this great success. It's like, and one little, uh, you know, the spirulina is like a whole plate of vegetables worth of super food nutrition. So it makes sense to me, but it was like, still, I was like, really, honey, that all? So that's it. Maybe uh, Catherine can explain that to me. Let's welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Catherine Archstead. How's it going? <laughs> so great to see you again. <laughs> yeah, wonderful we, to see you. We had t lots of fun in Orlando. That was, uh, was sort of like being at uh, the Oscars. You know, there's so much act action. Yeah. <laughs> so many superstars like you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of fun. And, and like I said, I, I'm grateful that we connected and Kevin made sure of that and that we had you on and got this started, if nothing else, for my wife's sake, which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever heard anybody taking just one or two, one or two times a yeah, day? And so yeah. Well, so the um, uh, algae, which is what we sell, spirulina yeah. and chlorella, is uh, it's a, it's called a microalgae because it's microscopic in size. Mm -hmm. And just to give you a, t a sense of how tiny they are, um, a million of these cells could fit on the head of a pin. So when you consolidate that kind of concentrated nutrition, we have a quote from, from NASA that says one gram of algae has the same nutrition as a thousand grams of fruits or vegetables. When you concentrate it, it's very nutrient dense. And so we've had people who were anemic who wrote us and said they had taken two spirulina because spirulina we call it energy bits because it gives you energy we'll talk about the other algae chlorella yeah, yeah. in a minute because it's a wellness algae mm -hmm. um, but they took two spirulina and they said they had the best workout of their day they had so much energy because yeah. they had a condition a health condition uh which um precipitate was causing them to be so uh, fatigued all the time and mm -hmm. so when you have a condition a even the smallest amount of concentrated nutrition makes a big impact we we yes. generally encourage people to have try to take five or ten spirulina a day and five mm -hmm. or ten of the chlorella a day or more i mean i yeah. i i eat them all day long well i know but we were together hanging out just having a <laughs> spirulina party but as i said my impressiveness you know or what would impress me so much is my wife's thinking hardly any what i think is hardly any but you reminded me again of the micro nizing of it and the concentration of it. And that that little bit being in a bioavailable Literally. form, and I would argue bioactive as well, is yeah. a difference maker where you can achieve from a little tremendous amounts. That's the law of economy. And, I, and I'm all into that as a homeopath. So yes. this aligns so beautifully with what we have always done here. And now we have this system with the energy bits. I'm just ecstatic, exciting that we have this now for everybody. Yeah. And um, just for people to understand, uh, I didn't create this. This is Mother Nature. Algae was the first life on Earth almost four billion years ago. And um, in fact, the first life on Earth uh, was cyanobacteria, which is uh, spirulina. Spirulina is a bacteria. It is not a plant. Um, and the reason why that's important is because there is no cellulose wall at all. So it gets up, there's nothing for your body to break down to gain access to it. Spirulina is a blue-green algae. This this one's the spirulina. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get my fingers in the right spot. There you are. There you are. Uh, it's a blue-green algae. It's a darker algae. Chlorella is a green algae. But because there is no cellulose wall for your body to break down, all the nutrients get into your system almost immediately. So it's very bioavailable. Bio, bio and it's the highest concentration of protein in the world. And all the proteins already in amino acids. There's 18 of the 20, including the nine that your body can't make. And this is why 
the United Nations endorsed spirulina algae as the answer to world hunger. 49 years ago, they had a global conference on it because it has three times the amount of protein as steak. There's nothing in the world with more protein than, than spirulina and it's so bioavailable and it's eco-friendly and sustainable. So, um, and the reason you get energy from it is because the, all of this rich protein um, which gets absorbed instantly. Um, the spirulina also has very high amount of B vitamins. B vitamins convert the aminos into glucose, which is, uh, very, is what your cells need. Because what's truly happening is you're getting cellular energy. People say, well, you know, will I, will I get a burst of energy uh, like a coffee? And it's no, it's nutritional energy. It's quiet energy. You might not even notice it if you didn't, if you weren't working out because it's going to the cellular level um, and energizing your mitochondria. Your mitochondria are what create the cell energy, which is called ATP. And uh, you need this ATP for everything, walking, talking, breathing, thinking, lymphatic oh, yeah. system. So when you have more of it, um, everything just works better. I, des I describe spirulina and the cellular energy you get from it mm -hmm. like money. You know, when you have, uh, let's say you have $100. Well, you, you might spend that $100 on a great dinner with your wife. Somebody else might go and buy a pair of shoes, but it's your choice how you spend that money. Hmm. Cellular energy is the same way. So when we give you cellular energy from spirulina, I mean, you might decide to go to sleep, but you'll have the best sleep of your life because you have the cellular energy directed towards that. Or maybe you decide you want to go for a run. You'll have a great run, no extra effort, but you'll go further or faster. Or maybe you're driving your car or writing an exam. Your mind will be more focused and you'll have better uh, mental acuity. So it, it's a, um, I call it um, energize without compromise because you get energy without caffeine, chemicals, sugar, there's nothing artificial. It is just 100% nutrition and it's raw, keto, vegan, uh, whatever lifestyle food choices you have, mm -hmm. it fits into all of them. So it's it's um, almost like it's, I call it effortless nutrition. <laughs> yeah. And Catherine, remind me of the, you know, the, the processes you guys are using for these energy bits, because, you know, my concern is a lot of this being produced in a toxic world maybe not properly, uh, you know, processed, filtered. I don't know what it takes in reality to make it as clean and pristine in addition yes. to all the things that would normally be there. We don't want things we don't want in it. So exactly. there are steps that you guys have taken that made me feel very good about being able to support you and tell everybody about you. Oh, thank you. Well, and, um, and also I, because I mentioned that algae was the first life on earth and algae is everywhere. It's in the lakes, the rivers, the streams, your soil, your swimming pool. Uh, Macroalgae is that stringy stuff that washes up on shore known as seaweed. And we're talking about microalgae. But the two algae that we're talking about, spirulina and chlorella, are not from the ocean. Yes, there is algae in the ocean, but these are grown in fresh water. This is spirulina and this is chlorella. Uh, spirulina grows in long, narrow pathways and chlorella um, puffs out. Now, and we call our algae tablets bits because they are bits of food. So number one, as you mentioned, it's not a supplement. It is uh, no different than a broccoli or kale, except it's a thousand times more nutrient dense. And it's grown in fresh water. So it's not from the ocean. So no toxicity 
from the ocean. Now, what makes us different are all the precautions that we have taken, because I started this company after I, um, as a result of me helping my younger sister uh, heal yeah. from breast cancer. So everything uh, we've ever done or I've ever done was always with the interest of people's health in mind. So first of all, our fresh water is triple filtered. So it's very clean. And this is important because algae will absorb whatever is in the water, which is why you don't want algae from the ocean. Number two is we do not use high heat to dry our algae. So um, as I mentioned, we grow it in fresh water and then we dry it into a powder, but we do not use high heat. And this is very, very important because 99% of the other algae companies use high heat um, before they press it into the tablets. And what high heat does is it kills enzymes. Anyone who knows anything about nutrition understands that our bodies need enzymes to, to process a lot of things. It's far more than just digestive enzymes. And a very important enzyme, it's a long word, it's called superoxide dismutase, also known as SOD. This is a very important enzyme that stops free radical damage of your mitochondria. And hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about your mitochondria. But everybody else's uh, SOD, is deactivated because they've used high heat uh, to dry the algae because they're all low price, higher volume companies. So they need to get to market quickly. And we've, we're, we've always been a high quality, low volume. Uh, so our, our algae is more expensive, but it's also purer and safer. Mm -hmm. Now we also import it, we grow it in Taiwan and we import it in large bulk in containers. So there's no irradiation ir uh, x-rays. Like if you buy stuff that's pre-packaged from China, uh, it's irradiated. And also we don't sell our algae tablets through chain stores like CVS or um, GNC. We only sell them through our website, uh, energybits.com, and we have a 20% discount code for your listeners, RSB20, yeah. uh, and through doctor's offices, so chiropractors, functional medicine. So they need to know that there's no toxins and that the nutrients are exactly what we say they are. So we do, we're the only company I know that does mm -hmm. third-party lab tests here in the United States uh, to prove the purity, the safety, the quality, the nutritional value, and we do another set of tests for microtoxins, because, and nobody does that. Yeah, so, and that's also important, Catherine. Hold, hold on to your thought, because that thought, because I do want to come back to that. Uh, we got to take a break in 10 seconds or less, because our friends at, well, our simulcast, Brideon.tv, take a pause here, and we continue with our audience behind the scenes. Stand by. Okay, we can keep talking. Brideon.tv often takes a little commercial break, and uh, it's good to see you again. As I said, I'm, I'm just stunned yeah. and thrilled how amazing this has been, especially for my wife, who's like, you know, that litmus test. If, if yeah, there ever well, one, it will never, it will never stop. She'll, yeah. she'll always get, and we'll send you some more products so you can keep taking it. And pets love them too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Oh, this is great across the board, y'all. And remember the code RSB20. Take advantage of that 20% discount. And, and remember that uh, Kevin was so enthralled when she, when he, he met you for his wife uh, because um, you know, she's dealing with a uh, breast cancer, cancer. scenario and yep. we're having yep. through the Gerson therapy, utilizing a lot of juicing and things. And yet what you're providing in terms of that nutrient dense package as food uh, uh, would allow for a lot more ease of access without any diminishment of the benefit. Yes. And, and the so, Gershon Institute is a wonderful place. And I actually, um, uh, Kevin put me in touch with the director, medical director there, and right. they're considering our algae tablets because they recommend spirulina mm -hmm. to their patients when they check out, but they've been recommending 
frozen spirulina because it's the only one right. that they're aware of that has this SOD that's not damaged. Exactly. And so, so when yeah. I told them about us, they're really excited because frozen spirulina goes bad uh, quickly, Very has quickly, you know, yeah. short expiry dates, messy, it's hard to find, you can't travel with it. And our tablets, I mean, you can- Oh, like, I've been traveling with it ever since. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a great connection. I'm glad Kevin did that because, I, again, the, the people at the Gershon Institute, they, are, they really care to do it right. That's why they don't compromise. Yeah. Uh, so if, if uh, let me know if they adopt it. I can't imagine that they wouldn't, but I know any, anything's a change. They've got to go through it. But oh, yeah. to, to find out like what we've been talking about, it, ha it carries all of the quality, none of the detriment and none of the, uh, the mess either. Uh, yeah. this, will, this will make it easier for people to be able to fully comply with the, the strict regimens and protocols there. Yeah, yeah. And because it's so concentrated, we, you know, we've been focus focusing on spirulina, but chlorella is equally powerful for different reasons. Um, they're realizing, you know, everything comes down to the mitochondria health. And I'm not sure if I had this book when I saw you, Brain Energy. Yes, this was yes. um, Chris Palmer. Dr. We're, we're coming right back with our friends at, at Bridie on standby. Three, two, one. All right, here we go, y'all. Welcome back. TV, friends and family. Thank you for being here. By the way, I, I spoke with uh, Mike Adams last week, and he's got his new studio almost up and running. We're going to get him on one of our uh, simulcast Friday on shows here on the Robert Scott Bell Show in the next uh, few weeks. That's our uh, plan anyway, on top of our discussion with Catherine Arnston right now. The discount code to get the energy bits, that's uh, RSB20, RSB20. And, and just like I said, my wife is ec ecstatic with this stuff, and it's so simple to do. We were talking about testing. Uh, how you have third-party analysis as well, the concern for contamination of any kind, including microbiological life forms that would be detrimental to the, the integrity of the product and your health. Uh, so you guys go that extra step as well. Yeah. Well, um, because everything I've ever done, I, I wasn't planning on starting a company. Even. I just wanted to help my sister heal because her yeah. oncologist had told her to change her diet to a plant-based diet or actually to an alkaline diet. So yeah. I helped her figure out what that was, which led me to plant-based nutrition. And then I changed my corporate career and learned and, stu and studied plant um, nutrition. Um, so I, you know, every, at every step I thought, well, I can help a few more people. I can help a few. And so here we are 13, I've been doing this for 13 years. Um, I've become the algae nutrition expert in America. And literally, I feel like I've got a child prodigy on my, my hands because I find more, more amazing things that algae does for you every single day. So people who meet me, uh, remember me from 13 years ago, they say, you're just as enthusiastic today as you were 13 years ago. And it's like, yeah, well, like I know much more now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's all science-based. Like people, I mm -hmm. don't make any of this up. The science has been around for 50 to 75 years. There's a hundred thousand studies documenting all the efficacy and the benefits of algae, whether it's spirulina or chlorella for heart, you know, preventing heart disease, preventing Alzheimer's, preventing, um, you know, uh, um, gut issues, uh, any kind of issue, except the scientists like to talk to other scientists. So um, they're not sharing the information because they're focused on more research. So my yeah. job, and I'm so grateful that I stumbled into this, turns out I'm a I kind of a bit of a geek. I love going into the science and making it easy for other people to understand. But I assure you that uh, mm -hmm. everything is thoroughly researched. It just hasn't been shared with you. <laughs> yeah, no, but we share that passion. This is kind of my mission as well, finding these things that actually work for people, that help people, and, and invalidating them with real science, and then taking that science and making it 
well, land, because not everybody is that research scientist and it's fun to do that. And you do that as very well. And I, I know the passion, I can't contain you, uh, nor will I want to, because it's, it's genuine. I'm full of algae, that's why. Right? I gotta, uh, my mom's on saying, bring me some of that when we come. Now, are you going to be down at the Next Steps Conference in, outside of Atlanta? This uh, uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't booked for the Nashville show, but we'll definitely be yeah. back to more of them. I, I, I'm, I've, yeah. I'm still booked up with shows. We're going to the KetoCon and, and right. Dave Asprey's Biohacking Conference. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we're, we're going to CryoCon uh, next week in, in Dallas. Right. So uh, we do as many as we can. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Well, looking forward to seeing you out at the next event, whenever that might be. In the meantime, we'll, we'll keep putting the word out on this. Uh, yeah. are, there, are there any, let's say, since we last met, talked on the air, uh, new uh, studies that came out that you're excited well, to um, out? As I mentioned, uh, I, I bought this Brain book, Energy Brain book. Energy, yeah. but uh, by Dr. Chris Palmer, and his entire book is about how all mental health issues, whether it's anxiety, depression, post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder, is because of damaged mitochondria. Your You have the most mitochondria in your brain. There's 2 million mitochondria per cell in your brain. So when the mitochondria are damaged, everything uh, uh, that affects your um you know, perception is also damaged. So we're in the process of, uh, we have another two weeks to go. We're doing our very own clinical trial with an organization in Boca Raton called Gray Team. Their purpose is to stop suicide rates of veterans. And so what we're doing is we're giving them a pouch of our spirulina every day. They're not changing anything else. We've done brain scans. We've got all kinds of markers and they're taking 30 of these in the morning. Um, and after 30 days, I can almost promise you when we do their second brain stand, the inflammation will be uh, significantly decreased and their sleep will be improved. So um, I'm waiting for that, you know, for those results. And then we'll we'll write up a report and then we'll do it again in a much bigger I'd study. Like to, uh, yeah, I would love to talk about that when you have that complete yeah. approach to it. That would be fun yeah. as well. The other thing that's come up recently um, uh, is that we're finding out that um, the other, you know, as I mentioned, the brain has the highest concentration of uh, it's 2 million per cell, but the women's eggs have the next highest. I think it's 600,000 per cell. Now they're realizing that infertility is a, is is very often due to damaged mitochondria and we just found a, a paper that was written i found it today they did a study with women who were getting um uh, uh, fertility treatments and having no luck and they um, injected mitochondria into their uh eggs that they had donated and they became and they all got got pregnant. So the fact that mitochondria injected into women's eggs improves their fertility capability. That's that's a that's a great little rolls off the tongue fertility capability yeah. is very exciting to me. So um you know, I tell you, these mitochondria, they're, they're the answer to just about everything. And so um, the care and feeding of your mitochondria should be your number one goal because they will look after you if you look after them. And the, the trouble is people don't know how to do that. And the no. easiest way is to decrease your carbs in your diet because more carbs generate more free radicals, which damage the mitochondria. And Quite honestly, the other thing is to take algae because number one, algae um, doesn't generate generates as as few um, free radicals as fasting, which is virtually zero. And mm-hmm. number two, 
your mitochondria, your mitochondria have all of the antioxidants. There's only three, actually there's four, that can get into the mitochondria inner cell wall and stop free radical damage. And this is why the currency of your mitochondria increased because now if they're not damaged, um, they're able to perform better for you. They're able to give you more energy. And the cool thing is the three uh, antioxidants are normally made by your body. One is called glutathione. The second one is um, uh, melatonin. The third one is that superoxide dismutase, that long mouthful. Mm -hmm. And so your body makes these three antioxidants from the moment you're born. But after you turn 30, they stop. It stops. You turn. You, so you have. So this is why you get all the protection while you're younger. And then when you hit 30, and then 40, and 50, this is when exactly when chronic disease happens. And mm -hmm. I have decided it's probably because up until this moment, your body has been protecting your mitochondria with these three antioxidants that your body makes naturally for you, but it stops making them after 30. And I thought, well, that is so strange because why would Mother Nature, who is always so smart, stop making these three antioxidants that are the only ones that can get into the inner membrane to protect the mitochondria from free radical damage? And I have figured out the answer. We have been on Earth, man has been on Earth for two million years. And guess what? It's only in the last couple hundred that we lived past 30. Your, our biology hasn't caught up with our destiny. We've always died before 30. It's only recently that we started living longer. So Mother Nature assumed we were going to die at 30 and stop. I thought you were going to say Mother Nature hates old people. That's why. <laughs> well, this is what's so exciting because we can bring, because what happens is there's this chart you know, your mitochondria start dropping after the age of 30, your melatonin, your your um, glutathione, your superoxide dismutase. And at the same time, after 30, your levels of toxins have increased because you just lived a lot longer. This is the perfect storm. This is when chronic disease, heart disease, cancer, uh, weight gain, all these things start. Oh, and, it's per and it's perfectly reasonable to correct it, whether you perceive it to be a mistake of nature or it just is we were unaware of what was occurring. And, you know, I've seen it in my life when I switched over to organic food at the age of 24 and began to supplement and remineralize, I began to gain strength and vitality and overcome the chronic diseases of my youth that should have only happened if you believe that aging is about getting chronic diseases and dying and decaying. Whereas we've seen evidence that uh, people that live in certain regions of the planet, far fewer than in the past, uh, they call them the, what do they call them? The blue zones, blue zones. Yes. Yeah. Where they were living in their hundreds and they didn't die of a disease. They lived and worked in the, worked the land right up till a few days before they decided, you know what? I've been here a long time. I'm going to go off into my hut, take a nap and then go very peacefully, which right. we don't know much of that in the West because we have a whole uh, industry uh, dedicated to profiting off of uh, slow decay and chronicity. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. breaking the cycle is not a mystery to me, but it, all the tools that we come and encounter along the way, like the energy bits now are adding to our body of knowledge and our body's ability to do the things it did normally and naturally in our youth. Well, and these antioxidants aren't found in any other food in medicinal quantities, and you can't supplement with them and, they, and drugs don't work either. So 
all of these th these three antioxidants, chlorophyll is the fourth one, can mm -hmm. get into the um, mitochondria and stop. You can flatline, you can literally flatline disease because your body's constantly remaking cells. And so whatever anyone who's listening, if you have a chronic condition, it doesn't have to be terminal and it can be corrected. And you don't necessarily have to pursue drugs or surgery. Mother Nature has provided us. And this is why I love these things so much. Look how tiny they are. They're yep. about the size of a baby aspirin. I eat them all day. Uh, yeah. I just had the equivalent of a, of a whole plate of, uh, of, of salad. So um, we found that, you know, whether it's a functional medicine doctor or a chiropractor trying to get their patients to inc incorporate healthier meal planning, people are just busy. Yeah. Or maybe they don't have the ability to buy all those expensive um, vegetables or grass-fed beef. And so... And maybe their kids won't eat vegetables. And so they throw half of the stuff out. So there's a lot of waste. I love these because they're so effortless. They never go bad. I mean, I have to put an expiry date on them, but technically they yeah. never go bad. You can give them to your, your children, your pets, your grandparents. Probably two of these, if you give these to your grandparents, I swear it's probably more nutrition than they've had all month. So I love it. We know older people don't spend yeah. a lot of time cooking, right? Mm -hmm. So this is like, and and my mother ended up in a nursing home and the, and I tell you if you weren't sick when you go to the nursing home you certainly get sick oh, yeah. while you're there because mm -hmm. all the stuff they give you is white mushy stuff and like seriously we we know that we have to fuel our cell phone we know that we have to put gas in our car so I'm trying to help people understand you have to provide the correct fuel for your body too so that it can function mm -hmm. for you your body and you are on the same team but um, you need to give it what it needs and then yeah. and then it will look after you uh, aging is um, is a given decline is not <laughs> yes exactly aging gracefully youthfully even uh, is something and of course maintaining activity and uh, um, my mom at 89 getting back to dancing again so that's great All I'm right. week at the uh, next steps conference and uh, I wish you were there uh, at that event but uh, yeah. I know you can't be everywhere but yeah. Uh, another great place where people would be all over it and enjoying it all week. So anytime we can help out, you let me know. And okay. uh, I appreciate so much. Not, you know, your passion is palpable and it's exciting <laughs> and I don't mind it at all because I'm thrilled about it. Especially, you know, when my wife says this stuff, we do not, we do not want to be without. Yeah. So y'all try it and go to energybits.com, energybits.com and use the code RSB20 to get 20% off. And, you know, talk about, uh, you know, they can, I know they come in, in the big, you could see these yes. big uh, cardboard so, things uh, and, and bags. And I've got these little travel uh, bits. I've got tins. I'm, I'm trying it in every which way. So I, I want people to understand um, how much nutrition is in here. So I, I took that quote from NASA that one gram of algae is the same nutrition as a thousand grams of fruits or vegetables. So one bag of a thousand tablets has the same nutrition as 551 pounds of vegetables. So if you took 10 a day, it would last you three months. So it's what I call efficient nutrition. It's very efficient, uh, very, yeah, very affordable yeah. in reality because the, yeah. the packs a punch in little, little tiny tablets. And also there's different types. So spirulina, we call energy bits because mm -hmm. this is the one that gives you mental and physical energy, satisfies your hunger, zero carbs for anybody who's intermittent fasting. Yep. Uh, but it will, it will propel you for the day. You can have a have it for lunch, have 20 or 30 for lunch, 30 calories. You're mm -hmm. full for the rest of the day. It's, it's, it's not full like you ate a big bowl of pasta, but right. it gives your body all the nourishment it needs. Mm -hmm. The other algae is chlorella. 
which is a green algae. This is a wellness and detox algae. So um, again, tan a day will, and this could replace your need for vegetables because there's most chlorophyll in the world, 500 times more chlorophyll than arugula. It has 25 times more chlorophyll than liquid chlorophyll. It's called chlorella because of the chlorophyll. Mm -hmm. So if you if you you have kids who don't like to eat vegetables, this is your answer. Give them a couple of these every day. And these ones actually taste pretty good if you eat them with pistachios or macadamians. Spirulina, you probably might want to swallow. But right. this is a um, this is an AM algae. So you take this when you get up in the morning. This is a PM algae because take this before you go to bed. Right. Your body goes through a detox repair cycle when you sleep. And so if you have chlorella in your body, it'll pull out. It's like having the cleanup crew in there while you're getting your beauty rest. It'll pull out uh, aluminum from your brain and toxins from your bloodstream. Um, it has the highest tryptophan in the world, which will actually help with your sleep. So that's why it says a PM and this is an AM. Mm -hmm. um, Very simple. It also has fiber in it. So it helps with your gut and it has a hard cell wall that attaches to toxins. So it's a, it's a wellness algae, nourishing wellness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I feel it. Everybody's going out to get it now. Energybits.com. Use the code RSB20. Tell your friends and family this is a wonderful option, a simple option to get real food in you for all the things that you you know you need food but much of the food doesn't have a fraction of what this stuff has in it that you'd want and need so Catherine, look i look forward to seeing you again hopefully we can be at a show again Absolutely. together oh, oh you can count yeah. on it I, yeah, yeah i think i'll just uh, find get your schedule and i'll go everywhere you're going <laughs> all right, yeah, our upcoming events tab is where it's at and you can see all the wonderful events that we'd love to have the energy bits with us everywhere we go okay. and I'll, I'll travel with them regardless but okay we'll talk more off the air and catch up because again the, the work you're doing is so exciting and i love bringing this to the people Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do and giving companies like mine an opportunity to share um, our great research and, and products so we can yeah. get people healthy again, naturally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and y'all please share like my wife did. What's happening with you when you get on this stuff? Because it's it's absolutely fantastic. So thank you, Catherine. So great to have you on board again. Everybody check it out. RSB 20, 20% 20 off. And that is energybits.com. And we'll see you soon and have you back on, of course, with all new updates. So Thank you again, Catherine. So that, that, that's, you know, among the many things I get to do, we cover stories, we cover news, we cover uh, fascinating scientific breakthroughs. The baseline for me, of course, is getting the food in, the real stuff that facilitates all the metabolic functions of your body. Everything that we do supports that. That's what my intent is. And I think we mostly uh, achieve that. And you all, you know, when you send in uh, your messages, your questions, your comments, it shows me that that's really happening. Uh, that's why we're getting together as well at the uh, of the conference this week. It's going to be amazing. And and there may be a few tickets left. So please, if you thought about it at all, you're like, oh, maybe I should go to Atlanta, Buford, Lake Lanier Island. And you know what? It's going to be awesome. I was concerned about this trip because Atlanta, I grew up there for 30 years. We nicknamed February, Feb-U-Ugly, because some of the worst weather of the winter could happen in February. And it could be nice days. But I looked at the weather report. It looks like it might be in the 70s and 80s, maybe some days in the 60s. I'm like, this is temperature wise. It's going to be fantastic. I'm thrilled about it. So we'll get to do some outdoor things as well. Uh, celebrate some birthdays. It's not only my birthday uh, this Thursday, but a few, I think three other people that are going to be there. Tia was telling me. So we'll have some uh, celebration time as well. There's going to be a lot of good music there as well as great talks and the next steps that you'll need and want in various uh, areas. I will probably have some of my uh, energy bits with me through that week as well. 
And so uh, shout out, I'm going to say, mom, if you're watching or listening, I was able to book an earlier trip tomorrow. So I won't be in like at two in the morning, like I was last night getting home uh, because I'm trying to take off before the snowstorms hit uh, here out West. So I may be getting in like 10 at night, 1030, maybe 11, but still way more reasonable, uh, which is great. Shout out to Kevin as well, as we're talking about reunion time in Atlanta. So I'd love to see y'all there. If you haven't considered going, please do. And that's next-steps.info. Use the code RSB10 to get 10% off of your uh, tickets for that event. And Super Don, if you can show the upcoming events tab, I know we just had the Health Freedom Expo, uh, and that was uh, the virtual version. It was a great, great weekend. But we've got more upcoming events that are happening, including uh, Jonathan Emord's next event, which I have. Uh, it's at Emord 4 va It's going to be in Arizona. Um, Scottsdale, Arizona, March 6th. And it looks like March 7th as well, two days. And uh, Dr. Jack Wolfson will be hosting one of them with his wife, Dr. Heather Wolfson. So I'm thrilled to be there for that. It was an amazing weekend this past weekend, including uh, many of my friends that did show up. And I made a lot of new friends that love health freedom and want somebody that knows about the bodily autonomy that the government should never, ever force you to take anything you don't want or inject and shouldn't prohibit the things that you want to utilize. So that's going to be a great event, March 6th and 7th. We'll tell you more details about that coming up. And I know some of you are already planning to be there. This weekend, we are now up to the Next Steps Conference, Building the Parallel Society. And what a great every day. It's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and half day Saturday. And on Tuesday, of course, tomorrow, that'll be the Nurse Freedom Network event. So if you're a nurse, you want to get there right away. Uh, but this is an amazing event, RSB 10, uh, to get 10% off your tickets to be there with us and celebrate together. Let's see, we got online events, the Terrain event with uh, Dr. Andy Kaufman, who we had on just the other day. Uh, just click on that. It's free, Toxic Mold Masterclass. Uh, we have the Body, Mind, Soul Restoration event, thanks to Nutritional Frontiers. And that's the uh, 31st of March, the 1st and 2nd of April in Clearwater, Florida on the beach. It'll be like a healing retreat for the healers. A lot of education as well going on there. And then we have the uh, Defending Utah, or I'm sorry, this is the Be Healthy Utah event. And this is a, outside of Salt Lake, basically Salt Lake Basin there on Sandy, Utah. And that's happening April. Uh, I can't read it. It's so small. I think it's the 21st and 22nd of April, if I'm reading that right. And so if you guys want to come to uh, Utah at that time, it's going to be an amazing weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday event. And then we have the Goody Farms Homestead hosting a, an RSB family union because we've never done this before. A weekend of music, food, family, fun, campfires, learning, healing, homesteading, and organic pie. Gluten-free <laughs> pie, yeah. Yes. Thanks to Leslie and whoever wants to make me one. I'll eat them. I'll eat them. I will. <laughs> That's going to be great. Now, I was just invited to keynote as well at the Las Vegas Biomed Expo, September 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. And if you're interested in that event, maybe even participating or exhibiting or speaking, let me know and I can get you connected to that one. We'll be in the desert uh, mid-September for that. Bye, Catherine. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate you. So great to have her on board. And you can see all of the wonderful links that are there. Uh, on the side of the page at robertscottbell.com, a lot of banners. Just click on them and get the best deals on the best stuff. And shout out to my friend, Bebri, who's going to be with me at the Next Steps uh, Conference. And he says, Mom, he says he's going to dance with you. Uh, you know, he got the uh, Folium PX over to my mom, that three-pronged approach, and we'll talk more about it 
that got her back on her feet, so to speak, to dance again on the 1st of G- of January, 2023. And on her birthday, the 29th of January, she had her 89th birthday. And uh, all of these things are are for real in terms of what they're doing and how they're helping people. And I, I mentioned this as a Chernobyl level antioxidant and how important that is in light of a lot of exposures that we can't control for, including the spill in Ohio and other areas, whether it be airborne or waterborne, we've got to counteract this stuff. And uh, the Folium PX is proving to be uh, uh, devastatingly powerful in a good way. And I say devastating to the toxins that would try and harm us or kill us, neutralizing them, helping them to get out, including ionizing radiation you know, components as well. So this is very important moving forward as well, Folium PX. And there's also a code RSB10 to get you a little discount. But uh, Babriel will be there if you have questions for him at the Atlanta event that we're going to uh, this week as well. So that's cool. Now, what else uh, was going on at the event? Let's see. We had, um, gosh, there, there was, I'm just like overwhelmed, Super Don, as I'm thinking about all that that happened this weekend. It, it was just a dizzying array of excitement and good things that, that, you know, in the midst of other things that people go, I don't know if we can make it. We can make it. There are good things happening because of these bad things that have occurred or our perception is that they're bad. Even when we talked about AJ as well in the first hour, as he acknowledged, a lot of good things are happening because of them, some things that we're not really thrilled about that have happened the last three years, but they have facilitated good things. The silver lining. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's all about perspective, right? Yes, exactly. There's another story here that you sent my away, and it's a, another important topic. It's about fevers in children or in anybody. And this uh, article on CNN, of all places, thanks a lot, Super D. You're going to make everybody mad, not want to oh, watch stop the show. It. Okay. Oh, stop it. Here's the headline. One in three parents give fever-reducing medicine when it may not be needed. That's an, according to a new poll. And I would say in most cases, it's not needed. Um, and this is according to a new CS Mott Children's Hospital National Poll. One in three parents would give their children medicine for a low-grade fever defined as below 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit. And one in two parents would use medicine for a fever between 104 to 101.9. Uh, and so more are using that. And I would argue that in both of those cases, you don't need to reduce a fever. That's my homeopathic perspective. And if you are at all concerned about a fever, we have been told to fear it irrationally. Yes, there are things to watch for. I'm not saying totally ignore it. But as I've told you, I've seen children with a 103.5 playing outside. Now, they might be a little slower than when they're not feverish at that level. But again, this is a healthy, what we call a sthenic or strong reaction in in an otherwise healthy human being, including a child. Having a fever is not a bad thing. It's not did, fun. Did you but, did you see what CNN says here? What is Who it? is it that wrote this? This is uh, Taylor Nikki Nikioli, whoever that is. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is a good article here. Yeah. We don't just and oh, it's fake news. Oh, we can't pay attention. Yeah. Sorry. No. By the uh, way, we have three seconds before we have to break. Oh, I know. Clock when walk. parents note that their child's temperature might be a bit elevated, I think that sometimes they're concerned about the fever itself, this doctor said. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not entirely clear, clear to parents that the yeah. fever itself is not the concern. It's what might be causing the fever. Ooh, look at that. That's pretty wow. crazy. Huh? Yeah, now we're all going to have to watch CNN. Oh, man. No, this is a <laughs> broken clock. Suffice it to say, I'm going to do this, and we'll talk more about it on the uh, uh, bonus round. But homeopathic belladonna if you need to it's not going to suppress a fever but if, it, if it's ready to go down it'll help it 
Um, and if you're an adult, homeopathic phosphorus, those are my two go-tos. Ferrum Foss is also considered as well an option. So when we come back from this break here, and I thank you all on TV for being with us, and I think it's about time to say the power to heal is yours. Did we, did we get out in time, Super? Or are we a little late? Or are we okay? Oh, it's just a few seconds. Okay. It's a, no know, big deal. No big deal. They're pretty flexible over there. Okay, good. So we, yeah. we made it. I, I was seeing, did you see that message from UK Health Radio that some of the hosts for UK are going over that whatever? I did. I did see that. I and I knew that did not apply to me. Yeah, you're nailing that time. That's not happening for you. So, oh, man. Slackers. Right. So the fever thing, I love that you found that article. And it's true, um, you know, as much as I tease you about the CNN, it's like po- folks just take an article on its own merit. It could you know, be on site that you don't like. I, I, I just, I got to say, I'm yeah. sorry. But, what are you sorry about? You know, it's like you show some, some people out there, you show them an, an article from CNN and they yeah. like burst into flames and run away screaming. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yet on Facebook, they will share the most ridiculous, stupid, fake stuff yeah. I've ever seen in my life. No, they would never do that. You know, I mean, it's like, come on. Really? Take take 30 seconds and read the dang thing mm-hmm. and take it for what it's worth. Yes. You know, it's not like it's kryptonite or something, you know, it's like CNN, oh my goodness. Well, if you're new to children and a fever happens... I'd say don't panic, but when it's your first, this is always, you know, the happening. It's like, oh my gosh, is it going to be the worst case scenario? Because medicine is all about worst case scenarios, frightening you to do things that, you know, you wouldn't do if they didn't say, well, this could happen. Well, all right, doctor, if it could happen, you know, explain to me why it would happen in my child or not. Oh, well, I'm not sure. But you just to be safe, you should do, you know, fill in the blank. And, and that's why, again, I'm not so impressed with medical school education. There are certain things that, you know, are, are, are worth uh, the training that they go through and life-saving interventions. But when it comes to fever, we've got it so wrong. And then the other thing that people will do, of course, are antibiotics. So much antibiotic use still, even to this day. And Even the hospitals will do that once in a while. Yeah. They've been guilty of that stuff, too. Yeah, automatic, automatic. So, folks, you can utilize the bioactive silver hydrosol to neutralize things if you're concerned that it is a uh, bacterial overgrowth. But even then, that's a terrain issue, and it, and it's an imbalance. Thankfully, though, the silver is not like an antibiotic. I keep saying this. It's not the same thing. It's not indiscriminate. It doesn't leave you with dysbiosis and opportunistics. It doesn't leave your immune system weaker. But how have I navigated my children now? Almost, well, one's an adult full-fledged. My daughter's 17 and a half and never had to resort to an antibiotic once. A big part of it is the silver hydrosol, but also homeopathy and nutrition and hydration and you know everything we talk about here. Children are going to have them. Adults sometimes will have them. Not many adults are he- healthy enough to have fevers anymore. And when they do, they think they're dying. But that's true in an, true in an acute scenario. You feel like you're going to die. It's so intense. Then you have aconitum napellus, another great remedy that if you would take it the first sign, of that illness, so to speak, or fever or chills before the fever even kicks in. A lot of times that'll head it off at the pass without suppression. Aconite, aconitum, which is the deadly monk's hood, you know, in homeopathic form. It's not deadly. It's helpful. It's life-saving. Okay, Super D, we did some homeopathy today. Thanks to, this is how it happens. 
because I I'm so dragged reluctantly to talk about it because I, I have a <laughs> complex about you know you guys are going to be bored silly when I do and then you want it so ask questions and I'll yes. I'll answer them I will so I missed Michael Bolden this weekend Bolden you would have had a fun time met a lot of cool people at the event for uh, Emort if there's another one out there hopefully you can attend and uh, I mentioned this I want to say this again for anybody tuning in late one of the most profound parts of the um, Emort event. At, it was in the home of somebody in Glendale, California. Nice, nice woman who who opened her home for us. And there were a lot of great people that showed up. And funny, a lot of the similar stories that they have beliefs about America. They don't hate America. They like the Constitution. They'd like to see it come back. They like freedom. They want the government to not trample on our freedoms. So they might be considered conservative or libertarian or constitutionalist. And one, one of the guys, probably in his 70s, he might even been older, but relatively good shape, small stature uh, kind of guy in terms of his, he was a short guy, uh, slender, and he was wearing a hat like he was, a, like a movie director almost. You could see that was his, that's who he was. And he made films throughout his life, and he's still doing it. And in fact, I might get him on the show because he has a documentary I thought would be interesting to talk about. And he, he said to me after Jonathan spoke for about, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes on what's important, you know, what Jonathan says, this is what I want to do immediately. Should I be elected to the Senate? Right. And he's lit, written legislation for Ron Paul. He knows how to do that. And one of the, of course, the fourth thing of the four focus points he went to health, free, health freedom at the end was so palpable in the relief that they don't even hear normal Republicans talking about it in this way. So to hear Jonathan know as much as he does about health freedom, because he's been at it for decades and very few even Republicans who might speak a good game on freedom, but not know the intricacies and the depths, they knew he knew. And they were like, oh, just almost in tears with joy hearing it. And so afterwards, this man came up to me and said, you know what? I've seen a lot of politicians over the years. Like, Sonny, I've been around the block, right? <laughs> and many of them are very good speakers. And they'll tell you what you want to hear to work the crowd. And they'll do it convincingly. But he says, I've never seen someone running for the United States Senate like Jonathan E. Moore that every word out of his mouth, the man said, he believes without question. Every word. The vibration of authenticity was, again, palpable. And people, if you haven't seen him speak, before he was on the, uh, the trail to run for uh, office, uh, he hasn't changed other than, you know, we joked about Jonathan. I said, Jonathan, you need to show more emotion because, you know, normally when you're in court, you know, you're very, you know, methodical and fact focused and there's not a lot of emotion. It's like, you know, let your emotions out. You're passionate about this. And when you see that, you're like, man, this is really different, really cool. So I appreciated uh, seeing that firsthand as well. That was a lot of fun. So we got that coming up. In Sounds there. like it was a good time. Yep. So let's see what else we got going on this week. It's a very busy week. It's a travel day tomorrow. Super Don, we've got an encore, I think, unless uh, Michael Bolden wants to host the show tomorrow. But then you have to figure out a way to not. Have the <laughs> All right. So encore tomorrow. Yeah. Shoot. What? Shoot. Um, is, what does the calendar say? Did I put that on the calendar? I thought you did. I have a bad feeling I didn't. I have a bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling. Let's Tuesday? What do you got? I don't see anything. I think you're, you're good. Am I good? I don't think we have any guests tomorrow. You looking? Okay. You see it? Yeah, I don't see anything. Yay. Yay. All right. You did it. You did it. 
So, so nobody, uh, just so nobody has any ideas here, I'm going to put it on there real quick. Yeah. It just worked out that way, I guess. But in any case, yeah. um, all right, good. Right. And then okay, I want you to look at the following Tuesday, if you don't mind, the 28th, okay. because we have Justin Harvey scheduled on that day. And I don't mind doing a show on that day, but we might want to make that a travel day as well. But if we did a show that day, it would have to be much earlier. We'd have to go on the air, record it earlier for that Tuesday, the 28th, because it is another travel day later in the day. So mark that if you don't mind in the calendar. Hold on. Hold yeah. On, hold on. What are you doing to the board? Hold on. I'm sorry. You caught me right in the middle of doing something there. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know okay. what you were doing. You're hitting the board. That's all right. Okay. So what day did you say? 28th. 28th. So our friend Justin, Justin Harvey. Harvey. Okay. So you're thinking, what are we going to, what, what we do we want to do that? We would either have to record in the morning early or. Okay make that a travel day and, and get him rescheduled because is uh, Kevin no, even listening to the show right now. I hope so. If not, hey Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> we might need to reschedule Justin Harvey there. Yeah. Just looking at that. This bonus round. We get to talk so about what we're looking at potentially then doing an encore on that day as well. Right. Correct. Cause okay. the, uh, the travel schedule, uh, the 27th of Monday, we're going to do the AMA from mom's house. So hey. mom won't have to connect on her thing. Well, she'll be with me. For the Ask Me Anything, it'll be 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, that would be um, 4 p.m. Pacific for our monthly AMA via Zoom. That's a Monday the 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So for all of you okay. patron supporters, please plan to join us there. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Figure out some more giveaways for you all as well. And let's see what else. Um, all right. So here's something just, just for fun because we're in encore time now. Or yeah. not encore, bonus time. Bonus time. Do you remember, this was many years ago. The 20th when September? Jonathan E. Mord had his own special intro for his his hour. It's been a while because we used to have that on our, our GCN-focused radio version, right? This is, this is another one of my... my, my uh, things like little things that i keep on the shelf you yeah. want to revisit that real quick do you want to do it now or when emord's back on the show no let's just do it now okay all right this this was the intro that we had because i mean how long has emord been doing our show 10 years how many 10 years now nine to ten yeah and he had he had an intro what happened was he was on gcn mm -hmm. and he had an intro and it it I mean, I, I, I was like, it was, it, it was okay. You yeah. know I mean? It was, uh, it was okay. Jonathan, you whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I don't know if it was it you, I think what? you were the one that said, Hey, we need to put together an intro for Jonathan anymore. Yeah. I think so. it's going to be on our show now. Oh, yeah. And so this is what I came up with here. In a world where freedom is threatened, where individual rights are eroding, one man stands poised to counteract the rise of tyranny by rekindling the sacred fire of liberty. That man is Jonathan E. Mord. Liberty was the patriotic purpose of our written constitution. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. The ultimate solution is not in the hands of the government. FDA Dragon Slayer, 
that was so awesome. How awesome was that? Huh? I'd yeah, forgotten we, about that. And just until to, a few minutes ago. To surprise him on Thursday. I, obviously, I'm going to be on the road at the event, but I'm still yeah. going to have Jonathan Emord on remotely. That's the plan anyway. <laughs> Thursday. So. That guy right there, I can't remember his name. I'd have to look it up. But that yeah. guy, he's a, a voiceover actor in Ireland. Uh, and he is best known. He does all kinds of different uh, impressions and stuff like that. But the movie, yeah. the movie guy voice, yeah. you know, the trailer yeah. voice guy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one of the ones he does really well. And I, I had him voice that for me. So that was awesome, dude. That, yeah. I, that's a great memory. Uh, we have to remind him of that. Maybe send it to his his uh, campaign guy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. I think what we'll do is we'll we'll surprise him with it uh, when he's on on Thursday. That'll be fun. He won't be expecting it. That'll be fun. Hey, is there a, um, on, I haven't even investigated the board and used it this way, but is there an output on the board that I could put to speakers, you know, so people can. Oh listen? yeah, most definitely. Okay. Yep. Yep. And in fact, there's a special output on the board that. Um, You're looking has, at it now. It has, it has a right and a left channel that you can plug a, a quarter inch jack into. Yeah. And above it, it has a picture of a speaker. Okay. And it's designed specifically for the monitors. And what happens is that on the board, it's kind of cool with this new new camera that you mm -hmm. can actually see, you know. Yeah. I, I kind of cleaned up a little bit over here because it was uh -huh. embarrassing. But uh yeah. Uh what happens is when you set it up right, uh -huh. when you bring your fader down, your your microphone fader, mm -hmm. the monitors come on. When you raise the fader to speak, then the monitors turn off. Now I think there's a way to override that, but that's it's like an automatic feature on the board. So that okay. you don't get feedback, sure, uh, from the monitor stuff. But yeah, there's there's a specific. Uh, Got to see if I can make that happen yep. for them. In fact, the big knob on the you know the big knob on the on the um, on you the board. Big knob. Yeah, you big knob. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's the one that controls the volume of the monitors once you've got them plugged in. Oh, okay, cool. So anyway, so, I know that's really exciting for everybody else, but it's pretty yes. awesome. Yeah, I yep. got to break down the studio. I'm here for one day. Break down the studio and take it all with me. It was nice having a weekend uh, away. I know that Sunday something happened to GoDaddy and and our website. A lot of websites apparently went down. Well, it, interestingly enough, there's you know I I have so many different irons in the fire on things that I'm, I'm working on stuff like that, and one of them happens to be a cybersecurity podcast out of mm -hmm. Canada. Okay. And they, they, there was actually a story. Uh, I learned all about what's going on in cybersecurity just because I edit that podcast. And apparently GoDaddy uh, got hacked in a huge way. Oh. It was a multi-year planned hack where they got into uh, their systems and they implanted malware and all kinds of stuff like that. And one of the things that they, they nailed was that thing in their system that was causing us fits over the weekend oh. and so apparently they were working on that it got resolved yesterday and so the website's up but it was down for several hours on sunday now did you uh were you able to post or did you post yesterday's encore? i posted the night before so everything was posted okay. and good it was just yeah. in the morning when i got up it was website was, it was website wasn't working yeah 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 that's like concerning it's like oh man if we were i know it, and i got on the phone and sat there on hold forever and did, did the we, thing and we played the alex newman interview and the james lyons weiler interview that's cool yep yeah good choice i like that show yep 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 very cool so. energy bits what else we got today uh our friends at nutritional frontiers they're going to be, of course, hosting us at the big Clearwater event. I'll be there. Uh, and that'll be following some more events in Virginia. I'm supposed to fly out to uh, hang out with 
Jonathan. That, that was really fun. I'm, I'm just seeing some things that are quite inspirational. You know, I haven't been engaged and involved in a political, uh, what we call campaign, campaign since Ron Paul. Yep. I mean, after that, it was like, what's the point, right? Other I'm the than, same you know, way. Yeah. I mean, we've had, we've featured some individuals that we love and appreciate like Cordy when he was running and other, uh, you know, I don't mind doing that when we have good people that we know, and I just would love to give them a platform. But mm-hmm. in terms of real full-on engagement, yeah, it's just hard for me to go, yeah, I'll, I'll go all in. But with Emord again, this is a – and the thing is he was asking – he was being asked a lot of good Q&A at the end. He even tackled the issue of abortion. Somebody asked him about it. And I had no, we'd never talked to him about that. Maybe we'll have to do that one day. But if you guys go there, it's like he – he doesn't back down and shy about anything, but I think you'll be, maybe some of you will be shocked about the nuanced response he gave. And I'm not going to reveal that anytime. You'll have to go to the events and, and ask if you want, but very yeah. impressive. Very, very impressive. And the support there, again, Allison was there. It was great. And uh, we had, uh, oh, from the um, Intuitive uh, Mothers, uh, what was the documentary we covered? Maternal last? Instinct. Maternal Instinct. Yeah. yeah. The whole family was there as well, which was nice. Um my buddy Aramis showed up a little after the fact, but he got one of the books, Jonathan's books, uh, signed as well, which is kind of cool. Cool. And, and uh, Fabry came out for that one as well. I want to give a shout out to anybody who happens to be watching us on Rumble right now. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's funny because we just kind of just do our thing. And every once in a while, I get reminded one way or another that, you know, there's like people on different outlets and things Black like that watching. that are watching and listening. Mm-hmm. In addition to our, our podcast listeners over on uh the various podcast sites, SoundCloud and Amazon and iTunes and TuneIn and Stitcher and all the ones that are out there and stuff. We really do appreciate you guys. But Rumble uh, today is my my focus because I don't know what happened over the weekend, mm-hmm. but between Friday and today, we picked up like 70 new subscribers well, on nice. Rumble. And I'm just, <laughs> you know, because I get a notification every time it happens. That is so and cool. Yeah, so I yeah, I don't I don't know what happened or how or why, and I'm not like disappointed. Is, is anybody getting their channels back on YouTube that has been banned? Like you, you know, Twitter people got back on seventy nine. Sorry, we seventy nine. We picked up seventy nine yeah. followers over the weekend. Nice on on Rumble. So yeah. thank you, welcome, appreciate you guys being here. Mm-hmm. Um, your question was what. Has anybody gotten their YouTube channels back after being banned? Uh, People have come back on Twitter as an example. Screw YouTube. You know, I don't even care at this point. I am so happy with Rumble. Yeah. Rumble is an awesome platform Mm -hmm. because it allows us to live stream. It archives our videos as soon as it's done. You know, we are, we have so many more like-minded people that are hanging out with us on Rumble than what was on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Yeah. YouTube can go jump in a lake. I mean, because they just no seriously. You know, they they drank the Kool Aid, mm-hmm. uh, and they deplatformed and banned uh, just just everybody we know and anybody yeah. that had a, a, an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, since when did YouTube become an arm of the World Health Organization? You know, I mean, really. Exactly. What, what a was, what a joke that was. Where did Pat? There's a delicious picture there. Low carb bread pudding cake to make up for the dehydrated broccoli. Oh, thank you, Pat. Yes, I commented on that. It, the dehydrated broccoli looked sort of like insects. It was like not appealing. <laughs> and uh, what? Yeah, that was that. last week. Yeah, you'd have to scroll up to the previous show from last week, and she she uh, <laughs> dehydrated broccoli. 
but I, I was, wasn't you insulted her broccoli. No, I did. It was just like, uh, honestly, how it looked, I would still eat it. I'm just not, you know, just didn't look appealing like this stuff does like her low carb bread pudding cake. By the way, I, you know, my normal Friday fast super done, it extended. I went 36 hours on my fast into the following Saturday mid morning before I broke the fast. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, I was having intestinal stuff last week. As I mentioned, it was kind of running through the family and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. And I, I never was hungry. Even when I broke the fast at what, Oh, there it is. That makes me hungry right there, Pat. Can you bring that to the family union or anything else we're going to be at? I want some of that right now. That looks great. Looks like some blackberry, no raspberries, blackberries. Yeah. Blackberries looks like that looks lovely. Mm. Of course, in that light, it kind of looks like hollandaise, but. Well, and it also looks like cornbread, almost. Cornbread, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love cornbread. Oh, I do, too. I oh. know you're you're a southern dude, so yeah. that's something that cornbread. you're, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, cornbread. Also, my, my, wife, my wife makes homemade cornbread, and it's just mm-hmm. with, with homemade chili. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Nice. Now I'm hungry. You, you know what else I got to do? Uh, Saturday morning. I think this is how I broke the fast. In fact, uh, um, there was like a jungle acai. I don't remember the name, but it was had a jungle in the word, and it was in in, in Burbank. It was off the beaten path, sort of in the warehouse district, but it was great. Just a small little hole in the wall acai place that was all organic. Mm. You no, know, not all the acai places are. This one was acai. So I, acai. It took me a while to figure out how to pronounce that. I used to say acai. Acai. Yeah. So I, I had, corrected me. had a, a lovely, uh, you know, oatmeal start of the day that day with guess who? Jen Sharp from Anecdotals, the movie. Oh, cool. Jen came out and, and she was flying out the next day to Mexico. So uh, I, she wanted to come to that evening event. But it, it's just amazing what Jen's going through, you know, since she she, she made that movie, Anecdotals. I, and I wish more of my friends in L.A. would connect with her. I try to connect her. I want her to meet Michael Bolden and Sarah Beth and um, uh, there's so many good people there that, that are in the industry as well as, uh, that you'll, she, she will be really welcomed in as she's found out she is. And it's, it's a dilemma for her because she t- described to me how friends and family are saying, you're ruining your credibility. You're ruining your credibility. And you know why? Well, cause she's being interviewed by Fox news, like the more their morning show with her Fox and friends. And it was a great interview. It wasn't political. She's been interviewed on Christian conservative podcast yeah and it's like she's you know great interview fox news but the idea of course of the dialectic playing out through the left right you know scenario her friends and family members she says you know we've talked about this even on the air so i'm not saying any i'm not mentioning names but it's still it's it's a dilemma because you know you ask the question you know and i say well how are you ruining whatever your credibility what was actually said in those interviews and of course nothing it was all very positive and supportive and sharing stories and just like she's not being invited by any of the so-called liberal media and yet she you know that's her lineage in terms of politics and everything else that she's grown up with and so we we, you know we i love talking to her about this stuff because you know we engage and there's no vitriol and anger it's just like can you believe this you we're looking at both of you know what we what we've experienced in our own right and it's just fun to be able to share stories and 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 learn from each other about our perspectives on life and how how it happened and you know i I think she's she's a very special soul that's in a situation that she had no idea she was getting into by becoming injured by the covid jab and then 
actually daring to tell the stories through that documentary film, Anecdotals. By the way, those of you who are in Utah this week, uh, the 23rd of February, Thursday, is the official movie premiere in a theater at the Jordan Commons uh, Theater. And that's happening in, um, I guess, West Valley or something like that, basically in the Salt Lake Valley, uh, Thursday evening um, pr- uh, showing of Utah Safe and Effective, question mark, and a political documentary. So I uh, hope you all can attend that. There's still some tickets left. They've sold about two-thirds of the theater. One-third of the tickets are left. So if you can make it to that and support that event through the Health Independence Alliance, that would be great. Uh, Pat says, yes, those are blackberries. Yeah, well, yeah, good. I think I got it right. Nice. You know how Hillary Clinton likes her blackberries? No. Should I? Is that a joke? I'm waiting for the punchline on that. Right. How that. does she like her blackberries? Do I want to know? Yeah. No, maybe not. Never mind. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Uh, dear. So, anyway. All right. So, tomorrow, uh, we'll be doing an encore. Yeah. Travel day. I, I'm Travel trying to day get, tomorrow. I, 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 I got noticed that there's a big snowstorm coming, you know, the Rocky Mountain states. And You know, I just got an alert on that as well. Uh, yeah. There's just a huge section of the, uh, the, the in the mountainous areas yeah. of the, uh, I guess, from you east mm-hmm. uh, is going to be hit with like a major winter storm. Yeah, so I was originally things. flying through Denver and I'm like, that's probably not going to happen. So I, I was yeah. able to change it. So I'm coming in earlier instead of, and this I'm, I'm happy about that because it's brutal when you get in after midnight, 2 a.m., you're finally hitting the sack. And the next day we got to hit the ground running over at the next steps conference. So um, right. good news is, you know, we should get out before the storm and fly out through a different city. So we should be okay. That's the plan. So any thoughts, prayers on that? Thank you. Appreciate that in advance. And uh, we'll get to uh, the Atlanta area and, and have great reunions. Okay. And I'm looking forward to at least one meal out at the uh, the Thai restaurant near my mom's place. That's organic, organic Thai food. That's nice. fun to get to, get to do that. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Super Don, uh, our friend Murdoch, or not Murdoch, whatever he is mm-hmm. on a given day, had a birthday, I believe, over the weekend. Oh. So I, I said a very happy not birthday to not Murdoch. And I think he's he's watching us on the Facebook thing. Yeah. How, how old do you think Murdoch is? Um, I have no idea. Never, never thought. I'd, I'd, I'd say mid mid thirties. Yeah, yeah. My, I was think, thinking thirties. So will he? Will he tell us? Will he say? I don't know. I think he's very shy. You know, he doesn't doesn't <laughs> say much. Well, happy birthday, Murdoch. Yes, fifty one. No way. Come Get out of he, here. He's fifty one. Get out of here. No, no, no. He's not fifty one. You didn't say no. It says I'm 51 is what it says. Okay. Well, good on you. Impressive. (sighs) I think that's all I've got. So uh, Encore tomorrow, and then we'll be doing Next Steps Conference for days. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday broadcast live from the Next Steps Conference. And will that all include, Emord will pipe in from wherever he's going to be. I'm not going to abandon that hour, even if we're there locally. And we might, maybe I'll have somebody on with us to talk or ask questions of Jonathan. Who knows? You should, be there. should be lots of guests to choose from there. Well, obviously, we'll have Kimberly Overton for sure. Yeah, for sure. And lots and of other people. I think Peter McCullough is scheduled to be there again. Uh, James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack, should be there. So I'm looking forward to connecting with him. 
Let's see. Pat says, in answer to the question, yes, you know how Hillary likes her blackberries crushed, smashed. I don't know. I, I thought there'd be something more controversial. <laughs> disappeared? Disappeared, yes. Seriously <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> when she likes her blackberries died suddenly. Died suddenly. There you go. That's yeah. it. The original died suddenly. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. There you go. I like Richard Mack, you know, the, the, the only guy that's taken on the Clintons and won and lived to tell about it, you know. Right. Richard Mack. All right. Who else has All got right. a birthday? Anybody else? Again, there'll be four birthdays, including mine on Thursday at the event, funny enough. So there's a lot of February 23rd people, babies, whatever. So now what are we looking at? 57? No, double nickels. Get out of here. You had double nickels last birthday. You can't do that. You, re you remember that? Wasn't it? Wasn't it the last birthday was double nickels? So 56. Yeah. No, that's where I am now. 57. I'm pretty good. Hey, does anybody want to join me <laughs> on a, a 57 bur burpee challenge on that day? That look on your face. That that took some effort to admit. <laughs> I'm impressed though. Thank yeah, you. That was, that was, that was commendable. You, will you do 57 burpees on my birthday? Dude, I could do what? 57 burpees. <laughs> Can you do virtual CPR? <laughs> 57 burpees well maybe on that day you'll do a shot of uh, a cardio miracle every hour i will do a burpee yeah but uh i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna get some of the uh some of those energy bits definitely we got to get you get you plugged Any, in anything that gives the energy i'm, yeah. I'm all for it so <laughs> yeah sounds good to me Murdoch, I'm not afraid of my age. I, I look, I just, I'm, I like to be silly about this stuff and have fun and make it uncomfortable for all y'all because it's just too easy. And so, uh, uh, we, we play around with that. The super done. I can get him. It's easy. He's grandpa. Yeah. Stigma of ageism. Right? No, I'm not too concerned. I'm feeling great. I am overall, uh, you know, this is the thing you're doing great, I'm man. Doing what I'm doing is working and, we know we have an expiration date in this physical body. Oh, by the way, you know what I should say? Uh, I think it was last week on Friday, maybe it was after the show that I learned um, the matriarch of the natural immunogenics crew, um, Ruth. Originally, her name was Nicola. She changed it to Ruth later in life. Um, that was Stephen Quinto's wife uh, passed away uh, in her 80s. A few months, about six months and a day, apparently, after her, her husband, Stephen Quinto, who we talked about here, you know, the founder and developer of the, the, the National Immunogenics, Sovereign Silver and everything else. And uh, she went off to be together, reunited. And, uh, you know, a, some beautiful stories I heard about her transition uh, into a better place. So I'll likely in, I think, mid-April, we'll head down to Sarasota and be with them for the memorial service. And I'll let you know if I can be out there, if anybody's out there wants to get, get together at that time. So. Condolences to the family, the Quinto family again. And again, I, I know she's doing much better now where she's at. So and let's see. Anything else that we forgot? I don't think so. Yeah. So um, I have no idea what the oh, Pat says at Superdon. Sure, you could burp that many times. I could. I probably could burp 57, 57 times. Burps and I'll do 57 burpees. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I see we're, we're a bit slow on the update. Super Don, 
Chris what? says uh, in 2016, the FBI says Hillary smashed government blackberries with a hammer. That's the connection we didn't pick up on. How does she like her blackberries smashed with a hammer? You remember those those phones that were called blackberries? Oh, right. Now you remember. I used to have one. Yeah, and you forgot all about it. My my TRN issued uh, phone was a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, who said that? Uh, Chris reminded us of that. That's that was Chris, the reason. man. You are That's like the it. ultimate encyclopedia in your brain. Well, kind Pat of a guy. Pat knew it because she, that was she was leading us with that question. Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys are on it, man. Um, I completely forgotten about that. Yeah, I wasn't in my consciousness either. I was like, that was a while ago. Yeah, figure it out. You know, that's right. Yeah, the BlackBerry. They call them Crackberries. Blackberries, right? Yeah, they were cool phones. All the the iPhones, right? They were cool phones at the time. They're limited. You know, I mean, didn't didn't have a lot of bells and whistles, Mm -hmm. but they were. They were good phones. I mean, they, and they were at the time when they came out, they were a bit ahead of their time. Yeah. The, Cause they allowed you to do, but then the, like the Androids and the iPhones and stuff came out and they started having apps and stuff. And there was no way that Blackberry could compete. Yeah. At that point, but it was a solid phone. Interesting. Okay. Good one, guys. Good yeah. one. Could have done that. Good one. It'd be a question for giveaway, but yeah, I think okay. both Pat and, uh, Chris could win something with their wit and their ability to do the uh, trivia like that. If that's one of the trivia. Yeah, look at Pat. She's like, duh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was a moment. All of right. Duh. You got us. We were not yeah. that clever. Moment of duh. Yes. All right, y'all. Thank you for being here. It's good to be back in studio. I'll be it for a short time, but I'm very excited to be with all of you that can join us in the Atlanta area including mom and others uh, for the next steps conference, next steps dot info and i wouldn't mind if somebody does want to make a pie or a cake i, I wouldn't mind you don't have to <laughs> hint hint and where's leslie she's not gonna be there oh man it's not that far is it so check out the upcoming events and as we get more confirmations on as i mentioned the wellness parenting revolution the end of april we don't have do we have a banner yet i don't think we have it officially a poster for that but we need to as soon as we have that we'll have that added to the list for nashville again coming back to nashville and with that Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I get, uh, time I have, but I'm going to get a lot condensed into what I have today and tomorrow before I head out. Yeah. Well, you go prepare yourself for travel. And uh, I haven't picked out a, an encore, but I'll try and pick something. Good. Okay. This is, we got to get Forrest Moretti on, by the way. I just, I have okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Super spreader. He's written a novel, like a, a Robert Ludlum thing, I think. Super spreader. Nice. Forrest is very talented. So if you haven't seen this, yeah. you need to get him on. Kevin, did you hear that? Boris Moretti. Kevin. What did, he, what did he have? My something something uh, was his little catchphrase. My amazing or incredible opinion. Or opinion. Yeah, that's what it was. My incredible opinion. I think it was. It was on YouTube. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Forrest. Thank you for sending that book. It's uh, pretty cool. And with that, see y'all, well, live Wednesday from uh, mm-hmm. Lake Islands. And uh, if Leslie gets it to me in time, there will be a new episode of Stay at Home Mom tomorrow. You guys can tune in and listen to that. So, all right, guys. So we'll, uh, we'll see you again on Wednesday.